94.5 W233DB Norwich. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. We learned this morning the U.S. economy expanded at a 2.9% annual pace from October through December. The economy ended 2022 with momentum despite the pressure of high interest rates and widespread fears of a looming recession. The Commerce Department estimates show that the nation's gross domestic product decelerated last quarter from the 3.2% annual growth rate it had posted from July through September. Most economists think the economy will slow further in the current quarter and slide into at least a mild recession by mid-year. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. Russia launched a wave of missile and drone attacks across Ukraine today, and now emergency officials say the latest strikes killed 11 people and wounded 11 others. In the Mideast, it's been one of the deadliest days in recent years. Officials say the Israeli military killed nine Palestinians during a raid in the occupied West Bank. From the early morning onwards, the refugee camp in Janine resounded to the sound of explosions and gunfire as Israeli forces battled Palestinian fighters. The Israeli military's firepower was concentrated on a house where it believed a group of Islamic Jihad militants were based. The aftermath of the operation shows the building to be almost destroyed. Donald Trump's suspension from Facebook and Instagram soon coming to an end. Facebook parent Meta is reinstating former President Donald Trump's personal account after a two-year suspension following the January 6th riot. The company said in a blog post Wednesday it's adding new guardrails to ensure there are no repeat offenders who violate its rules. The former president, in a post on his own social media network, blasted Facebook's decision to suspend his account as he praised his own site, Truth Social. Keith Peters reporting. Stocks are mixed after a half hour of trading on Wall Street. More at townhall.com. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin has introduced a bill to delay new tax credits for electric vehicles. The tax credits are a key feature in President Biden's landmark climate law, but Manchin says the administration is trying to bypass a requirement that big portions of the needed EV batteries be produced in North America. Manchin says the climate bill passed as the Inflation Reduction Act is, quote, first and foremost, an energy security bill. Manchin says circumventing the battery production requirement nullifies the purpose of the tax credits. He says their purpose was to grow domestic manufacturing and reduce U.S. dependence on foreign supply chains. Bob Agnew, Capitol Hill. Fewer Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week as the labor market remains tight, even as the Fed has tried to cool the economy and inflation by raising interest rates. 
News and analysis at townhall.com. Morning, everybody. We're expecting partial clearing through the day today. It'll be windy with temperatures peaking this morning, then drop a bit, remaining fairly steady in the 40s through much of the day. Tonight, partly cloudy, colder, 27. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, highs in the upper 30s, low 40s. Saturday, partly to mostly sunny, highs in the low 40s. Sunday, increasing cloudiness, breezy, chance for an isolated rain or snow shower late. And uh, at night, temperatures on Sunday will be in the mid 40s. In the Early Warning Forecast Center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy Thursday. 45 in Norwich, 48 in New London. Good morning, I'm Marty Hausberger. Ledger police this morning arrested a Gales Ferry man suspected of being out of his mind on mushrooms this past Sunday night and forcing his way into a neighbor's house. It was there. 37-year-old Jacob Baker is accused of assaulting the female occupant. The woman was treated at a local hospital at the time. Baker turned himself into... Ledger police at about 5.30 this morning. A bill under consideration by the state legislature would create a bear hunting lottery system here in Connecticut. The bill is proposed by Woodbury State Representative Karen Reddington-Hughes, who says the growing black bear population is a public safety issue. There have been no reported deadly bear attacks in the state, but Reddington-Hughes says there have been several close calls this year. One was an attack by a bear on a 10-year-old boy in Morris last October. Rhode Island is launching a program to help first-time home buyers. The Rhode Island State Down Payment Assistance Grant offers over $17,000 in down payment and closing cost assistance to eligible applicants. The state is using federal funding from the American Rescue Plan Act. More information and how to apply online can be found at ristatewide-dpa.com. Flood warning is in effect for the Pocketuck River until Saturday afternoon. Some minor flooding uh, may occur starting this afternoon. A windy day today with uh, steady temperatures in the 40s. 45 right now in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. What a beautiful morning, Martin. Is it? You haven't see checked? a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, it's beautiful. Are you kidding me? What a surprise. That's nice. Yeah. It's nice to have some sun, finally. Sunshine's in uh, 45 degrees. Yeah, that's, that feels pretty good, I bet. Not too shabby, not, not too, shabby. too shabby. Well, I have a, a very uh, interesting guest today at 1 o'clock. I saw that, yeah. Marty Hausberger. That's no. right, I'll be here. Yes, sir. My new book. Everybody's got a new book. You might as well I have might one. Might as well have yeah. one. Yeah. Marty's Patter with all the folks at WICH. <laughs> what do you think? I like it. Marty's Patter. Marty's Patter. You don't hear that word very no, much. No, no, you don't. Oh, That's why I like patter. it. There's just a little patter here. Little patter. Yeah. Well, this guy is uh, Brian Patton Searcy. He's a colonel, decorated commander, and combat veteran. Mm. And uh, he's a realist. Violent crime up across the United States. Yep. Big time. And he has got some good information on how to uh, give yourself the best chance not to be a victim. Oh, good. We need less victims. He's going to talk about uh, the best we can do for ourselves until we start locking up some of these people. But um, we'll see what he has to say. This morning, or not this morning, this afternoon at 1.05. Okay. Another colonel. We have usually Colonel Another Rob colonel. Simmons, but this is a different colonel. Yep, this is a decorated commander. Nice. Combat veteran. So he has seen it all. Excellent. 
Mm-hmm. Excellent spot. You've had some good guests this week. Yeah, we're on a we're in a guest role. We are. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. uh, absolutely amazing. Well, Elon Musk has changed his Twitter name to Mr. Tweet. I don't know what it is now, but it's Mr. Tweet now. I Mr. Guess. Tweet. Okay. How about Mr. Twit? I mean, no, that's not nice. No, don't go there. Um, but thanks for the tweet. Uh, Twick tw- or tweet. He said, Twitter won't let me change it back. He owns Twitter. He could do whatever he Mr. wants. Tweet. What do you mean they won't yeah, let him change it back? He I, owns the place. I thought I saw a Twitter be a bird. No, that's, that was a... I love that. You remember that one? Oh, gosh, yes. Here's something that's astounding. <laughs> California got rocked early uh, yesterday. Yeah, it had an earthquake out there, didn't it? With an yeah. earthquake. But uh, news says bottles of water from Disney's Splash Mountain mm-hmm. are going on eBay for five grand. Yeah, because they closed the they closed the thing down. They're retooling it. So you're going to buy the water for five thousand dollars? Not a chance. I love Sp- uh, Splash Mountain, but. No way! I'm you're not going to buy their water. It's you know, it's a great collector's item. And no, I guess water doesn't go bad, right? No, no, it doesn't go bad. No, nope. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how clean it is. It's the water from Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's like those little logs running around. People putting their hands in there. And yeah, I don't get it. No. Exposed mm-hmm. to the elements outside. Well, I don't think you're going to drink it. You're going to, like mm-hmm. you said, keep it. Keep it the water, you know, and you could just put some uh, sink water and say that's the water from there, you know, right? Did you ever go to Disney World and Splash Mountain? No, I never did. No, yeah, no. I love that. I love those water flume rides, no matter where they are. I've been to Musquamacut Beach, but I haven't been to uh, oh, there you go. Splash Mountain. Starbucks has a mistaken a woman for a dog. What? She must be one ugly woman. <laughs> that was pretty rough, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, New York Post says a Starbucks barista recently mistook a woman for a fluffy dog. Oh, fluffy. Libby Owens was working the uh, drive-thru when she made the mistake. <laughs> she says, when I said, uh, do you want a papacuno instead of a papacino to a guy in the drive-thru with a fluffy dog in the passenger seat? He said, that's <laughs> not a dog, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> She, she, that is one ugly girlfriend. She was wearing a fur coat. Give her a break here. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm thinking that dude could do better, maybe. Good grief. Would you like a puppuccino <laughs> for your dog over there? That's do my I, girlfriend. Do I feel a lawsuit coming on in that one? Probably. Hurt feelings. Hurt my feelings, exactly, huh? yeah. There's a new dating trend that's called Home Depot Dating. What? The Daily Mail says frustrated single women are deleting their dating apps okay. in favor of hunting for husbands at Home Depot. So they show up at Home Depot. Yeah, a lot of guys are in there. Trying to find some flannel shirt wearing muscle mm, man. Somebody who's buying stud. some wood who's handy, can fix things. Really? The new TikTok dating trend is called Home Depot Dating. It has women dressing up before going to Home Depot. <laughs> this is hilarious. To meet single men. I'm going to go to Home Depot just to see if they're out there. Yeah, Home Depot. Day, and has uh, women dressing up, asking for men's advice on, oh, this is good, random projects like, how do you build a porch? I got news for you, ladies. I go to Home Depot, and I'm not handy. So you're going to run into a lot of guys like me who can, so get, nobody, can't knows, even drive a nail been, in. Nobody's been hitting on you, huh? Yep. Uh, other women are asking where to find things in the store. Yeah. Like a husband. Like an, uh, uh, an employee. 
Some you can't Depot. find the employees in Home Depot or any of these places. Some Home Depot employees say single women specifically ask, which aisles have the most single men? <laughs> is that a riot? That is funny. That's good strategy, this I think. This stuff is really, really Home Depot funny. dating. Yeah. Makes some sense, I think. Well, then there's just not as exciting as that last story, but a 29-year-old is arrested for impersonating a high school student. Oh, really? The New I York Post this. says the 29-year-old New Jersey woman was recently arrested for impersonating a high school student. Ms. Shin forged a birth certificate and then showed it to administrators at New Brunswick High School. She attended classes for several days before getting busted. Shin was jailed for providing false documentation. She did not give a reason as to why she wanted to go back to high school. Well, some people... uh, Would you like to go back to high school? I loved high school. Mm -hmm. I would go back to high school. I think I would Do some things differently? Yeah, I I would try to study. uh, Yeah, that would help. I would like another chance at uh, high school. Just give me another chance. I mean, I did graduate, but I know I could have done better because I was kind of a drifty kid. Hey, no. I'm glad I grew out of that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite evident. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. It's a coughing attack. Enjoy the sunshine today. (laughs) I will. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. It's great to start off each day with a cough, but you know that's I'm getting used to it. It's an open forum to begin the uh, program. 889-5252 is the number. I was reading that stamps are going back up to 63 cents. We might as well just deliver the mail ourselves. Hi, welcome to the program. Hello, you're on the air. We're on Saturday, 40... Good morning to you. Hello. Hello there. We're we're together. Go ahead. Stu. Yeah, hi. Okay, you can hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to the criminal uh, uh, justice system again. I cannot believe in today's uh, New London Day in the region section on the front page, mm-hmm. victims of a home invasion last a three-day delay in arresting a suspect. This punk goes into Gail's Ferry House... <clears throat> Um, why the two people were were there, breaks in, forces the front door, assaults the woman inside the house. Uh, the male gets to punch the victim a few times in the head and tries to subdue him until the cops arrive, but uh, uh, he was just out of control. So he got him outside, and, and why he got him outside and trying to hold the uh, broken door closed... He's still fighting, but so when that didn't work, he goes out in the driveway. Now he's uh, damaging their uh, vehicles and so forth, and the cops get and they don't arrest this guy. They bring him to the hospital and they don't arrest him. You know what this? I I can't believe this. You know what this is? This is home vi- invasion at its best. Let me tell you what home invasion is. A person commits home invasion by entering an occupied dwelling, okay? So he had the occupied dwelling, obviously, with intent to commit a crime. And the defendant commits an attempt to felony when he assaults the person that's in the house. And he did that, too. The girl wound up with a broken shoulder or a damaged shoulder and some other injuries to her, okay? This is a Class A felony, which carries a penalty of up to 25 years in prison and a $20,000 fine. So this is one of your most serious felonies in the state of Connecticut. 
Why the alleged police did not arrest this guy on the spot? <clears throat> and by the way, I can't believe they transported him in a police cruiser to the, uh, unless they got this wrong in the paper. We wouldn't do that in Norwich. We don't transport prisoners or non-prisoners to the hospital. An ambulance would do that. Now, this is a ledger uh, situation, and uh, the, the update is the, the guy has turned himself into the police. He was high on mushrooms, but there was no reason for the three-day delay. He should have been arrested by the cops immediately, on the spot. Absolutely. I mean, I put in a call to these folks, see if they wanted to talk about their story on the air today, but I couldn't get through. Well, it's clear as day is in in the day. Yeah, no, I know. You you, you know, I'm sure these people, and plus it's on video. The cops had the video. You know, you're allowed to make an arrest without a warrant. Um, even hours after a crime's been committed. You go looking for a suspect and you find him within an hour or two, you don't have to apply for a warrant to arrest the suspect then. You can arrest him. You got probable cause. And let me tell you, when the cops found this guy five minutes later and they, they bring him to the hospital and then they don't even arrest him there and hold him. <clears throat> you know how these people's lives were probably endangered? Apparently this guy lives down the road for, from them. That's correct. And they wanted some protection and they couldn't get it either. Yeah, couldn't even get the protection. And the new London court system, they don't tell these two people nothing? Uh, um, that that uh, have their house broken into and they're assaulted in their home? You wonder why people are carrying guns and people are shooting people who enter their house? Um... Um, this 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 is unbelievable. That this guy, I can't believe this guy was not arrested. I really can't. Larry, can you re- remember when they there were home invasions in Connecticut? They were changing the law to make them tougher and stricter uh, home invasion because of some of the hideous things that have happened through the years. And uh, well, now it's like nothing. The home invasion law is pretty clear. It's cut and clear. You want to put it up online? Go right ahead. It's supposed Just to put be. home invasion up online. It'll tell you the definition of this uh, Connecticut law of what home invasion is. Very simple. It's just not nothing. Nothing. I I just can't believe that the alleged cops did not arrest this guy immediately. Okay, and this crime calls for a million dollar bond without any questions asked. <clears throat> well, you're no right. Questions. I mean, when I heard that this morning, and I heard the update just now in the news, I'm glad he's in custody now. But uh, there was no uh, justification for how they treated it. No, uh, disgusting. I'll tell you one other. Cr- I, I don't have time for all. This is unbelievable. You're not going to believe this one. You probably I'll save will. Save the others for later. This one. You know those. You know that guy, that dirtbag that killed those four kids. Yes. You, you know about that case, right? Mm-hmm. There's been At so the many. I think I know which Do one you you're know talking about. You know the mother about? of what? The woman, the girl, the mother of the girl. She's not. She's a class act. She's been arrested like four or five times for drugs, mm-hmm. and they had her on News Nation last night at 10 o'clock doing an interview with, uh, um, I forgot her name now, the woman that comes on at 10 o'clock. Anyways, you ought, you ought to see this woman. She's a, she's a real. Anyways, guess what? The attorney that was representing this woman, the mother of the woman, the girl that got killed by the suspect, the lawyer, Mm-hmm. She is now representing the suspect that killed her daughter. Try to figure this one out. No, you can't figure out some of these things. It's uh, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> huh? How do you like that one for for uh, 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 putting it in your notebook for uh, a future reference? Can you believe? Can you believe this? I don't know if I could top that one today. 
No, isn't that isn't that something? Listen, I got two or three others. I'll tell you next hour, the hour after. But some of this criminal, I hope. You bring some of this stuff up to the guy that comes on at one o'clock. I don't know who this guy is. No, uh, he's a. Uh, you, you're going to uh, really appreciate this guy at once. Uh, but uh, uh, this is unreal, Stu. What would he, 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 do? Do you know what's going on? Can you tell me what's going on? I don't know, but common sense has really gone down the drain uh, in the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Bye, Stu. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hello. I told you prayers work. Yeah, you brought us some sunshine. Thank you, Susan. Well, you know, it's funny. Every time I get an answer to a prayer, I call up and I tell them, I have a praise report, everything. I don't know about where you work. I know you live in Rhode Island. But through the night here, you know, we're supposed to get high wind, heavy rain, all this stuff, right? You could have heard a pin drop in the house. It was so quiet in my neck of the woods. So I got my prayer answered, and when I was talking to the lady, trying to tell her, you know, I love, you know, where I, the ones I pray with, one 800 700 that's my prayer line. Well, the sun came out right on me, and then it went in again, and I said, I told her that, and then, then I asked her for another prayer, because you know that estate my husband's in hasn't been settled yet. So I said, okay, I'm going to work on this one now. And then the sun came through the window again on me like I was heard. And then by the time she got done with the prayer for the estate to be settled and distributed, um, the sun stayed out. And it was like right at nine. It was so cool. I, and that's the way it was all my growing up on the farm. I'd be walking out in the back fields and I'd be talking to God. And a sunbeam would come on me through the trees. And I said to my husband today, I said, you know what? I love it. <clears throat> I said, this is just like it was when I was a kid or a teenager. Because I went to church all that time and everything, you know? Well, I'm glad that things are working out for you with the weather. See, I, see, I don't do that, Susan, and, you know, to each his own. Well, I, I, I feel I, that, I, uh, I feel, let me just finish this. Okay. I feel that God has so many other things he's working on that are really hurting people deeply that... Uh, I guess he's a multitasker, huh? He's got angels. You know, everybody's got an angel, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that because I, I had my angel encounter in the mountain pass in Idaho on, a, on that night. We were driving back, and it, we had a whiteout, and I-90 has not one highway light on it anywhere. No, no, I know the story. It's a great yeah. story. And, and it, listen, and angels I, I are... tell every one of them, the newbies that I pray with, to encourage them. I said, I've been with this prayer line since '04. I mean, I would never discourage your praying. If it works for you, by golly, go for it. Well, everybody has a right to do it. You know, I was going to tell you a couple of things, but I think I'll just save them for the second hour. Things I heard in the middle of the night, and this was from O'Reilly. You hear weird things in the middle of the night, huh? No, this one okay. has to do with Connecticut. All right, and, uh, and, a, and a, a, a new uh, law. But okay. Give what me the... I wanted to say out there, that you're, you know, everybody's different, and I know even Marvin would argue with me on this, but the difference between Catholic prayer and Protestant prayer is that we don't have any go-between. We just go directly to God, 
And at the end of it, you say in Jesus' name, because the Bible says you can only go to the Father through the Son. Whereas my all my cousins, Polish, yeah, they're Catholic, Orthodox, um, they would say prayers to various saints and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's no such thing as doing that in the Bible. So, well, everybody is different. Oh, I, I know. And it, praying it, is a good thing. It's a very positive thing. But, it, but <clears throat> she prayed for a relative that worked in a post office. Actually, it was her young son-in-law during that time with ricin and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Anthrax. He died. And it's like, well, why are you praying to a statue Susan, of St. Anne? you got to pray to God. You realize that, uh, and I'm not to take anything away from a supreme being, but you realize how many times Catholics have prayed for somebody and uh, it just, you know, they, they passed. It was their time to pass. So. Well, you know, I do have Lord's water in the house, mm-hmm. but that's because God used water to heal because there was the pool. Well, listen, so keep doing what you... You could get to it. An angel would ruffle the waters. This is biblical stories in the Bible. Well, keep doing what you're doing. It's working for you. Well, you know, I, I, right? I come against the storm, and I say, I want it downgraded. Well, I believe it was downgraded last night, and I always say, please keep the power on. We don't need that, and no damage to property. All right, Susan, I keep up the good work. Thank you. I'll talk All to right, you a little bit. I'll talk later. Hi, welcome to the program. You're on the air. Yes, hello. Hi there. Um, yesterday, when you had your the fire chief on, and you you were talking, you were it was completely normal, like like we always hear you on the radio. His voice the whole time was like he was in another room, like way way far away. I could barely. Yeah, that hear was him. Uh, a problem with the microphone. I had a bad microphone day. We have two other microphones, and I apologize for that. Um, they just were not working correctly. We had it worked on. This morning, and hopefully the next guest will be loud and clear. But that was an important segment, and I'm very disappointed that we had a problem. Yeah, because he was like almost like you were in one room talking in a microphone, and he was like somewhere in another world, Mm -hmm. and and it was really hard to hear him. And I thought, well, you you should know that maybe next time you have a guest, something. No, I'm I'm definitely on top of it. Uh, So thank you for you know bringing it up again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks. What you going to do, huh? Do the best we can, and the next time that Mike should be booming, knock on wood. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes, good morning, Stu. Good morning, sir. I got some good news yesterday. Oh, I love good news. I'm all I'm all ear. <laughs> Adam Pinocchio Schiff got uh, booted off the Intelligence Committee. Good. I was so excited. Well. So excited was, when well, I, I had, heard that. Uh, connections with a... Uh, a woman, which was a Chinese spy. Yep. They both got kicked off uh, the intelligence committee. So that was a good thing Kevin McCarthy did. That was a wonderful thing. Adam Schiff, he acted like, oh, how could they do this to me? Oh, yeah. He's a he pathological, whining. pathological liar, and he caused more harm. And he's and, uh, acting, how o- could they Omar's do this to be me? next. Excuse me? Remember, you know, Omar? Yeah, well, I... He's against the uh, Israel... <clears throat> Yeah, she's on they, the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah, correct. She's going to be correct. next. She's mm-hmm. going to be dropped off of that, too. That's the next one's going to be going. I saw Adam Schiff, and he was like, oh, how can they do that to me? This is America. You know, My God. You, you remember when Martha Stewart uh, went to prison for inside trading? Yes. How come the uh, 
the Congress people get away with doing it. Well, maybe they Nothing don't. happens to them. Maybe they don't like have Nancy ap- Pelosi for one. I mean, it's very suspicious. But if they don't have actual proof, they can't arrest. Yeah, it's someone. like catch me if you can. Sure. <clears throat> uh, that's ridiculous. Something's got to be changed. Well, I agree with you. That was wonderful news about Adam Schiff. Yeah. Okay, Stu. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. He was one of the collusion people that kept saying, I have evidence about the Russian collusion with Donald Trump, and there was numerous videos, and of course he didn't have any. (laughs) You're on the air. Welcome. Welcome to the Stu Byers Show. Hey, Boston Benny. I'm getting warmed up here. Hi. I know you are. Maybe I shouldn't say this because I try to stay away from politics when I call your show, but Mm -hmm. I like... Uh, Adam Schiff. Okay, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have my reasons. Okay. But isn't it interesting that you have uh, the Speaker of the House, who's from California, taking two people off committees who uh, represent California? That well, Schiff and Swalwell from California. Mm-hmm. Well, he feels that he is uh, justified to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, think, I think it's revenge. I think he made a deal to, so he could become speaker, mm-hmm. and they were part of the deal. They had well, to go. And, I don't think just because they're from his area that he should have favoritism. He should yeah, go by should, what's right. Mm-hmm. He should think about his state that he represents, which is California. But that man's basically interested in just being the speaker. That's what he has been trying to be for for years. So he, he's achieved mm-hmm. his goal. He's the speaker. Instead of representing his state of California. Well, Adam Schiff did some rep, uh, irresponsible lying uh, during all that time that was wasted, saying that uh, Russia was colluding with uh, Trump, which was not true. It was proved not well, to be some true. Some people think it's a waste of time, but you know, the, the guy that was in the White House had some associations with Russia, and they were suspicious. Association, but they were proven to be innocent. His friends, his friends, associated with Russia and so forth. And look what the Mister uh, Russia is doing now. You, you can't trust people hanging around people like that. Well, listen. Each uh, each president would like to uh, keep things uh, nice with a, a terrible dictator like Putin, and they try. But you know that leads me to what our. I really wanted to call about what, okay. what Larry talked about. My feeling is, because I've, I've been involved in public safety for some time, I was a part of the first federally funded crime watch which in Boston mm-hmm. years ago, is that our country has a... We know our country isn't doing a good job in protecting the people now, but I think the system broke down decades ago. I don't think this country did a good job in following, like what we were just talking about, what's going on in, in, in the uh, foreign affairs in terms of protecting our country, in terms of protecting the citizens within the country. And I think they have to go back to the drawing board, if they haven't already, and find out where, they, where it all broke down. It's, it's broken. Well, this has been chipping away for years, I agree. Yeah. So... It- have a good day. Don't hey. let the bad news get you down. No, no, no. It's a good good to hear from you. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, bye. I'm having a sneezy morning all of a sudden. It's all right. It'll go away. 
Let me take this call before the break. WICH, welcome. Hey, good morning, Stu. Hi, Joey. I'm fired up, man. I went I went and did all my shopping at Southern Shop this morning. I wanted I want to catch the whole show, so I'm home. Okay, and, and you're fired the pack, up. Packing's going real well. But listen, I'm not even. I, I'm looking now. I'm going to prolong it unless my sister gives me otherwise. I'm looking at well, definitely spring, but maybe even I'm going to push it till May unless she comes up. You know. But listen, I'm looking at my Subaru out the window, man. Mm-hmm. I like these big puffy clouds from the aftermath. But you know, for every inch of water, rain, I think Larry knows this, be a foot of snow. It poured like Captain Doyle's last night, Stu, for hours. Well, it was uh, nice that it wasn't snow. I know. When it first started around 3.30, 4 o'clock p.m. yesterday afternoon, little flurries for uh, five minutes, like Marty said. And you know what? We got a little squall, and then... Eventually, it just went right to rain. It was periodically all through the night. And I slept good because I like the rain when I'm sleeping and I can hear that rain pounding off the roof. But, hey, we could, I could have been shoveling snow for two two feet of snow today with all that rain we had. This Me one, too. One night. Yeah, probably wouldn't have made it into work if we that was all snow, but... Well, well, I that wouldn't was... like that for anybody. I and I'm loving it. I I'm 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 in my all right now. I I just can't believe that I don't have to get up and go to work and and hit a time card in the old days. I don't have to answer to anybody. I, I I'm blessed. I really think I am. You know. Well, I'm uh, glad geez, you're happy. Go mm-hmm. Huh? I'm glad you're happy. I am. I'm really yeah. I'm chipper. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this new curl you're gonna get on, man. You know, and we love Bob Simmons for sure. You know that we, well, I love Robert Simmons, uh, uh, Bob Simmons. Uh, well, this is all yeah, about so crime. We're not going to talk. I really am. I'm, uh, yeah. The Bears at Bay with me right now. You know, I told you I thought I had so much stuff. I got, I got a neighbor, and he's got two little kids and stuff. I said, man, take this, take that. Really? I said, yeah, just take it because I'm not taking it with me. Otherwise, it's going to go to the wayside. Mm-hmm. I said, really? I said, yes. See, it's good when you give, you know, Stu. It makes you feel good. It does make you feel good. You're right. Stu, man, I love you, man. I'm going to listen to you. All right. See you later. I wish you, I know you're a seasoned veteran, but I wish you, I wish you worked all the way Monday through Friday, you know? Okay, well, thank you. (laughs) See you later. Bye. WICH weather, it's uh, clearing, obviously. No surprise there. Temperatures in the 40s basically today. Colder tonight, 27. Friday, sunny at 41. And Saturday, partly to mostly sunny, 44. Not a bad winter so far. Right now, it's 47 degrees. We'll get to more calls coming up. Valvies, you're gonna love it. The new year is here. Falvey's Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram has you covered with our Start Something New sales event going on now. Let us help you make 2023 your best year yet. You work hard, you deserve it. Falvey's will help you have the best car buying experience. Falvey's has a great selection of models in stock ready for immediate delivery. Falvey's has one of the largest selections of new vehicles to choose from, including the all-new plug-in hybrid 4XE Grand Cherokee and Wrangler. Save big during our 
our Start Something New sales event. Located on Route 32 in Norwich, just down the street from Mohegan Sun, or visit us online at falvies.com in the comfort of your own home, where you can easily custom order to meet your needs. In the center of it all, serving southeastern Connecticut and beyond since 1932. No matter what direction you're coming from, all roads lead to Falvies. Hi, this is TJ Falvey. Stop by today and experience the Falvey's difference. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. So when you're saying your prayers tonight, say a, a special prayer for our friend uh, Kevin's sister, who is very, very ill. He sent me an email, and he said if the good folks might uh, keep her in their thoughts, and we are. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, hey I was, uh, you mentioned Kevin. I, his sister, I hope she feels, is she doing okay? No. So Did she pass? No, no. No, just oh, oh. give a prayer oh, for her. I hope yeah. she does better. She gets better, Stu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was going to do some Kevin uh, humor, so maybe since you talked about Kevin, I, I could do that. What would you like to do with my friend? What? Okay, um, now, Stu, if you were, um, let's see, what would, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. Um, yeah, Samuel Morse, what did he say when he went to the um, Winter Olympics? What did Samuel Morse exactly what he said when he went to the Winter Olympics? Uh, you tell me. I am cold. You're cold. How, how wonderful that he came up and with of that course, quip. Samuel Morse was the inventor of Morse code. I see. Mm-hmm. And the second one was, um, what? Why do? Um, let's see. Why do shirts always tell um, their stories in double? Why do shirts always tell their stories in double? I don't know, because they have two arms? I don't know. No, because they have two tails. Two tails! Boy, yeah. uh, you're ready for a stand-up job. Yeah, well, I wish my best for uh, Kevin's sister. Um, and um, you must... What, what's wrong with her, did he say? Well, uh, I can't get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But it's um, serious. All right, Sue. All right thank Have a good you. Day now. Yep. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hello. Welcome to Stu's show. Eighty nine five two five two, and you have reached me. If you would like to speak. Hello. Okay. No speak on that one. Let's hear somebody speak right now. Fox News commentary. Disney's Splash Mountain closed this week, and now people are buying the ride's water for big bucks online. I kid you not. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. 
Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required. Disney World officially closed the Splash Mountain theme park ride after a small yet vocal minority claimed the ride to be racist. If you're not quite sure what's racist about a waterlogged ride, well, you're not alone. It was ridiculous and a woke move. The ride will now be converted to Tiana's Bayou Adventure based on the 2009 film Princess and the Frog. But here's where things get even nuttier, my friends. People are now buying and selling the ride's water on eBay with one listing at $1,000. If you're willing to not only buy theme park water, but worse, buy theme park water that may or may not be actual theme park water, well, you might want to reevaluate your Disney obsession. I don't think the ride should have been closed in the first place, but buying its water, that's just plain weird. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can watch my show, Tommy Lahren is Fearless at Outkick.com. I concur, my friend. Boy, what you could do with a thousand bucks, hmm? Okay, get some water if it makes you happy. I think every we all need a woke-up call. This woke thing is just so out of hand. Thanks for uh, holding. Good morning. Good morning, Stu. Yes, sir. Stu, I've been out of the area for uh, a little bit, and I got a, a postcard in the mail from the Registrar of Voters saying that there's a special uh, election uh, vote on February the 1st. Um, I'm, I'm curious, and it, it, it says to call the registrar of voters to ask mm-hmm. questions, like, in, in which I did, and they've never gotten back to me. Oh, that's too uh, bad. And give me the, the, the you know, it, I know it has something to do with the firefighters, because I see signs all over. I'm curious what that vote's for. And the other thing I'm curious about is the time. Is it like a regular uh, election um, time? As far as I know, it's a regular. There's nothing mm-hmm. on the card. Well, it's... Uh... For years, when there's a fire, and I'll probably get this wrong, I had, in fact, I had the fire chief on yesterday talking about it, the Norwich fire yeah. chief. When there is a fire, the volunteer fire companies usually get involved. You know, say it's in Norwich, and the Norwich fire fighters are there, and the uh, the volunteers get involved. And I guess the whole story is: should other companies get involved, and is that a waste of time and money if they do? For years, they've been doing it as a little extra protection, and this has gone on for years, and it's just remarkable how controversial this whole thing has been. So people will go to vote saying, should we leave it like it is, or should we uh, have some rules that other fire companies shouldn't come to assist unless they are notified? I think I've got it right. Somebody will probably call and say I messed it up again, but... Basically, that's what it's about. <laughs> so they're asking if the, the when the Norwich downtown fire department shows up, the volunteer mm-hmm. department show up. Not yeah. another town, not like New London or something along. No, down. unless it's really a, you know yeah, really bad, completely out of sorts. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I guess I'm going to go vote on it. I you know I guess I'm indifferent. But uh, any idea? Is it a regular like election? 
you know, eight to ten. You know, no, no, it's, it's regular. I I apologize because I don't have the. Um, you know, yesterday we announced it a lot. Uh, where the yeah. voting places are, but I'll get that in. Uh, I'll try to get that in a little while for you. Yeah, I have the place. I just don't know the time if they change. Oh, you have the place. I have, so, I have the place. I just don't know <clears throat> what time they're running it. Is it you know nine to seven at night or something along that? I don't think it'll go that late, but uh, I'm sure we can get that for you. Awesome. Thanks, Stu. Welcome home. <laughs> Thank you. You're Bye welcome. Now. Oh dear, you're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. Coming into my road uh, today, there's a big sign at the corner where they usually put political signs, mm-hmm. and it says to vote yes for this, uh, oh. this um, thing coming up. I've seen some vote no's and some vote yeses. Okay. But anyway, I just kind of like, mm-hmm. it blocks my view. Um, the well. other thing I was thinking of, um, I will pray for Kevin. I pray every day. And I have um, bottles of holy water throughout my house that I get. Mm, good. Yeah. Um, you know, I want I want to believe in it, and that's what, you know, gets me through a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. So Shifty Shift is being axed. Well, he's a bad man. Bad man, in my opinion. Of course, you and know, what, what I say is my opinion. Shifty mm-hmm. Shift. Yeah, he is. I just... No, I don't want to get into it. I get really angry no, just thinking I, about it. Neither do I. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of laughing to myself that how the truth kind of emerges eventually. You get kind of caught. Um, so anyway, I, I'm pretty proud of myself because I do trust my gut on a lot of things. Now, when I, um, you know, like I'm not vaxxed or boosted and things are coming out about the side effects. Number two, I don't vote because um, I think the uh, integrity is lost. And I'll I'll tell you why. Recently, they're trying to pass so that the undocumented and illegals can vote. Um, No, they're going to get around to it. They're going to get around to it. Listen, and I, number three, after listening to uh, Larry, and you know how I feel about the justice system, thank God I'm not a, uh, a jurist. So my gut pretty much tells me the truth. So I, I you know, I kind of go by that. You know, with all due respect, I, I don't understand why you don't vote locally, because some of these elections are, are won by two or three votes, and it's so important what's going on in your community. Well, the reason why is because the process isn't foolproof. I don't like the well, idea of, uh, you know, you have mail-in ballots. I could understand with the military absentee ballots. But this is this is local. Listening to the horrific things where they're being mailed to people that have already passed away. Yeah, but um, you're you're. You this is lo- this, sneaking in. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. This is totally local. That's a whole different ball game. It's not like you know, voting for the president or senators. This is local, local things. Yeah. Well, it, it, to me, it trickles down. They're having the same problems, you know. It, you know, um, and I don't see anybody that would, uh, you know, get me to run over there and vote for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And one other thing about that too, I don't like the idea of these politicians that commit uh, criminal acts 
you know, and there's a lot of them, you know, whether it's a governor or a senator or whatever, and they're running for the same office. To me, you lost your trust the first time around. How are they able to get back in and run? I'm thinking of Gannon, you get rolling, you get... No, I'm thinking, you know, I, I agree. I mean, uh, the, the thing is, they run again and they win. <laughs> so what yeah, does that tell should, you? I think there should be something where... You already lost the the trust first mm-hmm. time around, and they shouldn't be running for public office, in my opinion. All right, thank you. Appreciate the call. Hi, welcome to the program. Yes, I just went one. I just went by one of them signs, and it says six a.m. to eight p.m. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. I didn't know it was going uh, to have the vote that long. Six a.m. to eight p.m. Yep, I just read it on one of the signs. I just. Uh, Saw one this morning, and I didn't catch the times on that. So thank you, sir. Right on the bottom. If you don't look for it, Mm -hmm. you're not going to notice that. Will you save me a run up the stairs to get that? Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Yes, I have a lot of stuff in the office. I don't bring anything, everything down with me. And uh, so 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. So... 889-5252. Give me a call and you would be next. All opinions are welcome on this program, including mine. So let's be heard. WICH AM and FM. Join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. Dick Piller was on our show at the beginning of the week, and uh, you probably know by now he's retired and not doing his poker show. But we do have a uh, very interesting show to take his place, and that is a travel show. They talk about places to visit, what the experiences is. They talk about all things related to travel, including those who are scared of flying. So it's a very interesting show. I hope you'll check it out from... 8 to 10 on Saturday. Hi, welcome to the program. Yeah, hey, Stu. Hi um, there. I just, uh, I, I, I didn't call in yesterday about the firemen because uh, I was hoping a fireman from the, or one of the, some of the volunteers would. Um, I frankly don't want to go toe-to-toe with somebody that's going to know a whole lot more about the processes than I do, but my understanding from talking to firemen was that this is more of a, the government's going to control everything. You know, instead of having more local control, it's all going to be centralized. And much like with schools and anything, anything else, I, I, I don't like centralized authority. I, 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 I like everything to be decentralized. There's always that 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 aid fire department in case of a real real big problem. Sure, we these volunteers seem to do a good job. If anything, we need to be encouraging more volunteerism. You know, that's a very important thing to have in our community. Actually, they have a lot of volunteers, which is uh, great. And even I talked to the chief yesterday. He said, um, I said, do you need any uh, new firemen? He said, no, we're we're in good shape at the moment. So that's good. And the volunteers are great. They're great. Part of that is if you, um, the volunteers here get a better deal than almost anywhere else. Uh, they don't get the full benefits, but if they if they meet certain requirements, again the pe- people that are in the fire department would know better than me. Uh, they get they get a pension, but no health care, mm-hmm. and they have to be responding to a certain number of calls or a certain percentage of calls over a certain amount of time in order to get that. So it's not like 
it's not like you can just go and just just no. Just I off. I agree. They should get something. I mean, they have the they um, have the same training, and uh, God knows how many lives they've saved. As as far as paid employees of the city go, I I do know that there are towns where, and I don't know how Norwich is. I know that there's towns where firemen will work the um, basically the, the the times when they have the least likelihood of getting calls, and they'd be sitting in the firehouse all night sometimes, mm-hmm. getting overtime. You know, they would get their base salary might be I don't know, let's say fifty thousand, and then with all the overtime, they get one hundred twenty-five thousand. Just, just, just to throw numbers. I mean, that's not the exact number, but that's the gist of what happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, there's also the fact that these guys are unionized. And I know from my wife being in a union, the way it goes is your union dues go to the union, then your union pays for lobbyists, and the union pays to campaign for one political party, not the other, just one political party. And it's just a, it's just a circle. And to me, anytime you've got public sector unions, that just screams very easy to be corrupted. And I don't like government control. So for me, it's not even a, it's, it's an ideological thing. It's, I, I don't want the government to have its tentacles on everything. And if anything, we need to be doing more community things instead of having, like for the schools, I voted in favor of the school thing because the option was to keep these, these junk schools and, and, and pay it more money to fix them or get the new ones. But for me, the, the solution would be you slash the budget from, let's say it's 10000 a student, I know it's more, slash it from like maybe 10000 a student to 7500 and, and and give out vouchers. So a certain number of kids will go to much cheaper schools. There's only three parochial schools left in town. There used to be more, um, but that those schools are around $5,000 a piece for kindergarten through eighth grade. Why not? I, I know why not. It's the same reason why the unions... Uh, are telling us to vote for one political party because if you grow, if you go to uh, right now, our parochial schools are there's two Catholic and there's one Protestant, conservative Protestant. And if you go to one of these schools and you you accept the values as taught, then there's no chance that you're going to be a Democrat. So it's it's all power politics. It's all power. Certainly, the teachers' and union. We know what what area they're, they're in for sure. Yeah. I got another thing. Okay, I got. Do you happen to have any of those old bumper stickers, the old white ones? Or the white background. You had them in the 1980s. I may have one in my office. Are you a collector? I'd like to collect one and put it on my car. Well, that's great. If you want uh, to call me back this afternoon, I may have one in my office, and uh, okay, you're welcome to or have. Can I show up tomorrow morning before you start? I'm not on tomorrow, so maybe next week. Mm, next week. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Well, sounds good. Thanks, too. See ya. Appreciate that, wanting to put that bumper sticker on your car. Uh, maybe some people still have them on their cars. Once in a while I spot one, which is nice. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. There's so much confusion about this uh, yes-no vote, so please correct me if I'm wrong. If I vote yes, it adopts the ordinance that had been uh, passed by the city council, the one that was uh, offered by Alderman DeLucia. I believe that's I correct. No, the system remains as it has been, that the volunteers uh, show up at the fire without being um, told to do so, mm-hmm. so to speak. Is that correct? That's the way I see it. I mean, okay. I've, I've been tossing this one around for I don't know, a few years now, and that's the way I see it if you want to condense it. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I just, because the, the yes-no was uh, confusing me. So the yes uh, adopts the ordinance, so to speak, even though it has been passed already. The no keeps things status quo as it has been for many years. But the thing is, no matter, and this is what really gets people, no matter what the vote is, it's there to give folks uh, an idea of what the folks would like. It's still not going to change right away anyway. Okay, I gathered that from what the fire chief said yesterday. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right, Stu. Thank, Thank you, you for clarification. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Good morning to you. Welcome to a sunny day. Good Hello. morning, Stu. Morning. Uh, I heard some questions on there about the time of the voting. Yes. I called the registrar. I got a card in the mail from the city, and it said if you had any questions, call the registrar of voters. Mm-hmm. 860-823-3754. 823-3754. Mm-hmm. And they said the voting time is a normal voting time between 6 and 8. Yes. So somebody called and had a question about what time it was. Now, as far as what the vote is about is whether that one fire company should go to another fire company's um, point of service without being needed, just plain go. And this is all set up, even though there's a study going on to figure this out, it was uh, affirmed by all the fire chiefs who had a meeting. A politician decided we should vote before the study was concluded. And I say that we should vote no and tell the politician to keep his nose out of it. When, when we asked, when people went and said they didn't want roundabouts, they voted for roundabouts anyway, even though there was a So why are they asking to get affirmed on this thing? Well, maybe they'll get an idea how the uh, community feels about it. Well, the community showed them how they felt about the roundabouts, and they voted for them anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's how it goes in Norwich. So I say vote no and keep the politicians out of it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. All right. We're just getting warmed up today, just like the weather. We do have, uh, well, you could squeeze, I don't know, I don't want to cut you short, so hold off on the calls and we'll take some more after the news. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. We got some calls coming in, but, um, you know, I'm going to put you on hold and then if you'd like to call, uh, talk to me afterwards, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> Got a busy day today, and we want to get in as much information as we possibly can. Talking about prayers, let's talk about one of the uh, people on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. I got this email, and uh, she's being harassed because of her stance on abortion. Within the last few weeks, protesters surrounded Justice Barrett's house banging on drums and shouting at the justice while screaming that she is illegitimate and unfit. This is clear harassment of a Supreme Court justice. These people, in my opinion, should be arrested. It's illegal, but the pro-abortion Biden administration is turning a blind eye. They don't talk about it. 
So the writer says, join me in blanketing Justice Barrett and her family with prayer as they face persecution for her courage. Shameful, huh? Justice Amy Coney Barrett's home is not the only place she's being targeted for protecting the unborn. Hundreds of literary figures have just penned a letter to Penguin Random House calling for them to cancel their book deal with Barrett. The reason for their citing? The fact that she voted to overturn Roe versus Wade. Work it out decently, you know. Maybe things will change for those who are in favor of the abortion, and uh, but don't harass the Supreme Court justices. Come on. All right, news next. Then we'll get to some more conversation. Person H.A.M. 1310 Norwich, 94.5 W233 DB in Norwich. It's 11 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Ukraine was hit with more Russian military strikes today, killing at least 11 people. The attacks come a day after the U.S. and Germany announced they would supply sophisticated armored tanks to the Ukrainians. These tanks pose no offensive threat to Russia. They do pose a threat to Russian soldiers and units that are in Ukraine. Uh, They're very powerful, very capable. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Secretary of State Blinken will travel to Egypt, Israel, and the West Bank this weekend. It will be his first trip to the Middle East this year. It comes amid an escalation in Israeli-Palestinian violence and just hours after an Israeli raid on suspected terrorists in the West Bank. Palestinian officials say that raid killed nine people in the deadliest such incident this year. The 25-year-old school teacher in Newport News, Virginia, who was shot and wounded by a 6-year-old, plans to sue the school district. Her lawyer, Diane Toscano, accuses administrators of failing to act after they were warned that the boy had a gun. The administrator downplayed the report from the teacher and the possibility of a gun, saying, and I quote, Well, he has little pockets. This is outrageous. Last night, the school board voted to fire its district superintendent. He has been sharply criticized by parents and teachers since the shooting. Authorities say the 72-year-old gunman who killed 11 people in the Southern California ballroom dance hall had no known connection with the victims. Investigators are still trying to determine a motive for the massacre. Yesterday, Vice President Harris met with victims' families in Monterey Park. More at townhall.com. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-279-7495. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-279-7495 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-279-7495. What do you have to lose? Call 800-279-7495. Again, 800-279-7495. 
There's a new poll on a Biden-Trump rematch, and correspondent Rich Thomason says it echoes the findings of an earlier survey released several months ago. This time, it's an Emerson College poll that finds Mr. Trump defeating President Biden in 2024. 44% of respondents say they would support Trump, 41% for Biden. 10% would rather back someone else, while 4% of the respondents say they are undecided. Emerson notes that since its last national survey in November, Trump's support has risen three percentage points, while Biden's has dropped four. Rich Thomason reporting. Facebook parent Meta is reinstating Donald Trump's personal account after a two-year suspension following the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol. The company said it is adding new guardrails to ensure there are no repeat offenders who violate its rules. News and analysis at townhall.com. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. That kind of gives me the shivers. Another Biden Trump running for president. Uh, I don't know. Hey, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, hey, Stu, did you see where the president did a flip yesterday and uh, he's going to authorize 30 brand new tanks that haven't been made yet for over there for the European war? Yeah, that's right. He wasn't going to do it, and they did the big flip yesterday. Yep. Well, what do you think the purpose of that was? To provide them with tanks? Yeah, of course. It's going to take a long time before they get them, but... No, 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 no. Stop and think now. He's going to call his brother and say, buy all the stock you can in tanks. And Linda's going to do the same thing with her hubby. Well, they don't buy it under their own name. They tell a relative to buy it and say, see how what a genius they are? They figured that out before the rest of us. We're getting another hosing. And then Afghanistan. Didn't we leave 20 years of military equipment yep. just laying there? They mm-hmm. couldn't have used some of it over there in Europe. It's a big farce, I'll tell you. Well, that was That's just a that was just mess. a grave mistake the way they moved out of it. Uh, you know, certainly they shouldn't have left all that equipment, and of course it got in the wrong hands. Um, but it's well, done. We thought that the people that we were protecting over there were going to grab the arms and fight. Guys, they ran the other way. All right, sir. Okay, buddy. Have a good one. You too. I know there are reasons to mistrust what's going on, but of course not everything is in black and white. You're on the air. Welcome. Hey, Stu. I had to take round two, bro. Hey, listen. Coming from coming from back is going southbound on Washington Street. You're not going to believe this. The original tower truck, the ladder truck, they gave Norwich. We gave it to Tampa, which is part of our team. That's the original one. Just went by and he goes, toot toot, and I know one of the firemen that works on the ladder trucks. And I remember when he was out of high school, he went up to Windsor Locks, he became a fireman, and he's been on the force with the chief for 14 years. He's married now, he's got two kids. But I know his neck, he, he went, toot toot, and because uh, I look out my briar window and I'm right here, and he knows where I live. So you talk, anyhow, you called me to tell you. remarkable, and I asked the uh, chief yesterday about the new truck and how high it can reach. It's a little bit larger than the one we originally had, but anyhow, it's great that we kept it all. And hey, those tanks, they said on news, it's going to take a couple months to get it all 
situated it's over gonna there. Be, it's going to be Not more than that. A one Abrams is a badass tank. They got to train these guys and and train them how to the maintenance guys. It, it's not going to happen overnight, Stu. No, I but know I it is. Tell you, I can tell you, it's going to be a prolonged war. I can see it now. I can taste it. All right, thank you. Appreciate the call. I don't, uh, you know, it, it's scary to me. I mean, you're talking about uh, Russia, a nuclear power. Germany is getting involved. Listen, I heart goes out to those innocent people. There's a lot of corruption within the government of the Ukraine, but that doesn't mean you don't want to protect those innocent people. Russia's invading. It uh, seems to be getting more serious every day. All right. All opinions are welcome on this program. How about doing something nice? Give the gift of life. Give a lion's share of life. There's a blood drive at the Lisbon Senior Center Community Room, 11 Newent Road in Lisbon. It's going to be Wednesday, February 1st, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Sponsored by the Lisbon Centennial Lions Club. Give this number a call, 1-800-RED-CROSS, 1-800-733-2767. Make an appointment. What a wonderful thing, giving blood. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, I'm waiting for Joe Biden to give him our nuclear submarine to fight Russia with. Okay. You know, that wouldn't be so weird because Joe Biden does weird things. But, hey, you know, I wanted to tell all those um, small businesses out there that have five or more workers, this is always on Charlie Kirk, always on Officer Tatum. Everybody is always telling everybody. What they don't understand is it's actually, it's called covidtaxrelief.org. It's a refund. It's actually a payroll tax refund for businesses that stayed open during the first two years of nasty old COVID. And you can get $26,000 per employee, five or more employees. And it's up in March, and they're encouraging people to call this their tax lawyers, but they only take, uh, uh, I think, oh, this one was 15% out of all that you get. And you're going to get a lot of money if you have five or more at 26000 each. So I encourage small businesses, go for it. It was on Charlie Kirk, COVIDTaxRelief.org. No, I'm glad you did bring it up. There's a lot of things I wanted to bring up. And listen, while you're on the phone with me, I want to bring this up right now, that Connecticut is giving up to... Uh, $5,000 to struggling tenants facing eviction. And uh, while I'm, we're talking about that, I want to mention it now. The governor and state housing commissioner announced Wednesday that the Connecticut Department of Housing is creating a fund that will give renters up to 5000 those who are facing eviction because they owe past rent. The eviction preventage fund will use $12.5 million in funding from Unite Connecticut fund will enable renters who have been struggling with back rent to remain in their homes while providing payments to landlords on their behalf. To apply, you can call 1-844-864-8328. Okay, I wanted to get that in. 
That, you know, that's a good idea because the landlords, they still have to pay mortgages on them houses and they don't want to put the people out. Of course, of course. It's a good thing. The thing I was going to tell you about what Bill O'Reilly said last night. What did O'Reilly say? He was mentioning Blumenthal and stuff, and I just have to, I don't really care for him, but he said, uh, Connecticut, he says, I'm going to keep you up to date, but they want to allow illegals to vote. Oh, I know that's coming. And the legislature, he says, they're thinking about taking it off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? If that is true and they want to try to slip that in there, then my, what I heard before, and it was on the Internet, Connecticut will give driver's licenses to illegals, and that's how they'll vote, because you need a picture ID, so it's probably Susan, true. Susan, that's what the, this illegal immigration is all about, eventually getting these people to vote. You know who they're going to vote for, and they're trying to just change the direction of our country. Oh, yes. And, you know, there was, you guys are talking about dating services. Mm-hmm. Don't bother to go online on a dating service, go to Home Depot. Well, you know what? What? <laughs> the coast-to-coast that I listen to, they have a dating service you can sign up with, you know. Mm-hmm. They've got one for younger people that, well, like me, believe it. Well, okay, I suppose I'm in the middle because I don't think of myself as anything old or young. No, you're, you're just Susan. Yeah, and um, so you, you can go on there, like, if, if you believe in paranormal, UFOs, mm-hmm. you, you know, just somebody that thinks outside the box. Okay. You, you can meet up <clears throat> with somebody, but they also have one for older people. 65 and old. Well, this has given me another chance service. to this has given me another chance to plug something. On Monday at one o'clock, we will have a gentleman, and this is you get to meet people. He's going to have a special dinner. People of a certain age are welcome to attend and meet other people around their age. And this is going to be on Valentine's Day, but he'll be on the show on Monday. Don't miss it at one o'clock. <laughs> That reminds me what Eric Adams is going to do. I heard it yesterday morning. He's going to pay people to sit down to dinner. He's going to pay for your dinner if you will sit down with a new person and meet them. I wonder if it's the same thing. I don't think so, but thanks. i got to run. Thank you. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Uh, yes, okay. What's up? Bus- you're busy today. Um, mm-hmm. I-, I heard Larry last hour about, about that. Incident and ledger. And yeah, the home invasion. Someone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I wanted to, you know, Adam Schiff, he's now vowing revenge against McCarthy. Yeah. And, he, he, know, would. Um, he would. He anyway, would. Yeah. I have, an, I have another, you know, I'm going to try to get it all in because. No, I, but, but I could get started on Adam Schiff and uh, I get too worked up, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, he's still lying. But in April. Um, President Barack Obama warned about the spread of misinformation. And this is a quote. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Yep. And that's what they've been doing. The Democrats have been doing that. Spreading that raw sewage and... um, 
Well, I'm sure there are times when the Republicans have done it, but in this particular oh, case, yeah, no. we have lots of proof. Yeah, obvious, obviously, and I mean, we have that, that guy from New York that's yeah. doing, um, mm-hmm. where he lied and and he got elected. You know, and they want to get rid of him, but how about the lies that the others have told? I mean, Biden, every other word out of his mouth is a lie. You know, he's always lying. And mm-hmm. um, um, we have Dick Blumenthal, who lied about being in Vietnam, which he never was. You know, you had Hillary Clinton. Oh, we had a run through. They were shooting at a, which was which was not true. Oh yeah, the, you know, there's been some terrible lies. They've all been lying. This particular um, guy in uh, in New York. Um, probably has had more lies than most, but a lie is a lie, and we certainly have heard a lot of them. Well, I think if you go through the years with all of the lies that Biden has said, he might equal this guy. You know? Yeah, he's you close. Know, he's close. My, yeah. I know Biden might have him beat with the amount of lies. I mean, remember how many times he said he never talked to his son about his business. Um, he said that how many times? So, um... You know, I think that he's lied more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so they want to condemn this guy. But, you know, Schiff and Swalwell, you know, Swalwell was was having an affair with a Chinese spy, and he's on our intel committee. Give me a, you know, he should have been thrown right off. And he's so indignant, yes, he's so indignant that they're going to throw him out there. You know, uh, amazing. They're only mm-hmm. doing this due to politics. Well, <laughs> and fill in the rest of that. That's not that's not because of politics. It's because Schiff, in speaking of lying, how many, hundreds of times, maybe thousands of times, did Adam Schiff say, I have that evidence, yeah. there's clear evidence mm-hmm. he colluded with the Russians. And of course, there's right. no evidence. I'm glad you called. I got to run, but thank you. Okay. Hello, welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, just wondering if you're going to get a volunteer chief on to give their opinion, or we're going to keep it all one-sided. No, I I did put in a a call, sir. I have not got a call back, and I'll try again uh, this afternoon. But I did put in a call. I said I wanted to hear from somebody. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Sure, we want to hear all sides of the issue on this program, and uh, give me a call, 889-5252, and you would be next. 94.5 and 1310WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Anik Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. WICH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for personality radio, 1310 WICH and 94.5 FM. So we're looking at 46 degrees, WICH. 
pretty good afternoon coming up. Heavy rains last night. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Morning, sir. How's it going? Doing okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. I uh, just came up out of the basement. I haven't found any documents yet. Yeah, I was looking around, too, and um, I have an old uh, music playlist, but nothing, you know, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Stu, I, I wonder uh, when, uh, when Blunder Biden and his son Hunter put their jammies on at night and turned the television set on, I wonder if they watch Fox News. Of course they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they'd be in for a, a big surprise, wouldn't they? Well, I'm sure they know, believe me, they know what's going on, and they know that some of the facts that they're trying to avoid uh, get on there. Every, you know, everybody knows about them. Maybe they do check them out. I don't know. The biggest crook that this country's ever seen. Well, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. All right. Hey, Stu, uh, every night we turn the TV on, uh, watch the news, uh, shootings, murders, murders, um... Uh, fires, automobile accidents. I've got a good story. Uh, with a, uh, I got a story with a good ending. Ooh, I'll take it. This happened down in New Haven last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, evidently, this man was going to jump off the bridge and commit suicide. Uh, the police showed up. This officer talked to him for a while, and uh, he talked him out of out of jumping. So the the uh, officer had asked uh, the gentleman, "Is there anything I could do for you right now?" And the gentleman said, you know, he says, in all my years, nobody's ever hugged me. The officer then oh my God. grabbed the hold of the man, and they hugged for about 20 seconds, and uh, he escorted the, the gentleman off the bridge. If people only knew the, the wonderful things that police do, of course, you always hear something that doesn't go right. But Right, right. Man, so, uh, and then the uh, officer also said uh, that he was going to keep in touch with this gentleman to uh, make sure that he was getting the proper uh, mm-hmm. uh, treatment, you know. Yeah. But I, I thought that was pretty good. I love that story. I'm glad you shared it with me. Yeah, he hugged him for about 20 seconds. It was all caught on his body cam and this and that, and... Uh, and uh, he, he prevented the, the man from jumping. Well, I hope I get to see that uh, probably online or in the TV. Uh, possibly. All right. Well, I'm going back down in the basement to do a little more searching, so you have a good day. Okay, listen, if you, uh, if you do find something, uh, I know some good attorneys. <laughs> All right, Stu, you have a good day. See ya. All right. Documents, documents. Why do, why do they take them home? You want these private documents in your house, in your garage. What's the deal with that, huh? Hmm. So I got a guy that I think you'll find very interesting on the program at 105. He is a, a hero, for one thing. He's a colonel. He is a combat veteran. And he's a best-selling author. He's a situational awareness expert. Situation awareness training. When you are in a, God forbid, if you're in one of those horrible situations that we hear about every, almost every day now. Mr. Searcy attended the founding meetings of the Operation Innocence Task Force following the 2018 Parkland shooting in Florida. It was determined that these meetings that we, as a society, can no longer rely on past-failed methodologies to solve this critical problem. 
everybody says, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? You know, what are we going to do about it? Well, you know, first of all, I'd, I'd keep people in jail who are dangerous, and I would increase the penalty for young people under the age of 18 who are committing heinous crimes. WICH, welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. You're talking about the uh, the voting on the, uh, it was on the news yesterday at noontime on uh, WTNH. Uh, the idiots in Hartford are already uh, discussing uh, on uh, voting for, of course, they call it undocumented people. Yeah, that's a... Uh, undocumented, not illegal me, immigrants, undocumented. There is no surprise there, Larry. That's what this whole deal is all about. Yeah, well, they're not going to get away with it. They can pass it if they want. It's going to get struck down by the Supreme Court because it's illegal. It was already found to be illegal in New York City. Well, I hope okay? they do the same, yep. Yeah, so let them play their funny games with uh, wasting their time. Uh, for this nonsense. These people don't even belong in this country and they want them to vote. Uh, what a joke. What a joke. I'm telling you, it just never ends. Well, it's what very it's, uh, it's very predictable. Uh, very predictable. I saw that story that gentleman was talking about, that cop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, did, I did see that. And uh, I saw it. I watched it. Uh, believe it or not, I want to tell you again about Como. I watched all of Como last night in a show from... Uh, uh, from eight to nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just not into Tucker anymore. I just think he's gone. Okay, that's a fine. little off uh, touch with a lot of his uh, stuff that he's been doing. I mm-hmm. found him a lot more interesting a year ago. But Como, I hope, I wish one night you could watch Como for the whole hour. And I'm going to tell you, Stu, this gentleman has changed completely from when he was on CNN. Which makes me think that um, he was going along with what the uh, theory is of CNN, and uh, that's what he was doing. Maybe this is his real self. I don't know. Well, he had an excellent interview with, uh, I don't know if that was what Susan was talking about. He had an interview, uh, an excellent interview last night with uh, Bill O'Reilly on his show. He uh, talks to, uh, interviews uh, Bill O'Reilly every Wednesday night on his show. Well, I would have liked to have seen that. I used to watch Bill all the time. But uh, um, very good. I just uh, I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, um, on Fox News right now, they're uh, they're televising some of the uh, the trial started today. The first witnesses on the stand. They started uh, the trial with that guy that uh, they claim murdered his wife and his uh, and his son. And his son, and uh, somebody was supposed to have tried to kill him. Yeah, too. and of course he's putting on a show at the uh, uh, at the table, uh, uh, crying every ten minutes. It's a very confusing case, and I don't know where that case is going to go. But I'm not sure, you know, they should be broadcasting that trial. I just don't know. You know, there's so many other things going on. Yeah, that's all up to the judge. I mean, the judge can say no. No, I know that. The judge can say yes. That's up to him. And it's up to the uh, network if they want to put it on. So, Um, I I don't see a problem with it. I I don't care one way or the other whether they televise it or not. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to make a difference uh, one way or the other. Well, it's going to be a tough case, from what I'm hearing, to to, have, to find him guilty. Even though there are certainly things that, that look like he's guilty, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, one other thing. On <laughs> that day again today, too, I wanted to bring up this. Uh, Pope Francis, why does he got to get involved in this stuff about homosexuality for? I don't mind that, Larry. I, I think it's... Uh... Well, well, yeah, but what, 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 here's what he did. He's just like a politician. You know what he did? 
during his entire interview, what did he, he do? said that homosexuality is not a crime. Right. Did you did you like how he said that? What did he not say? I read about it. Homosexuality is not a what? Not a what? I read about it, but I didn't see him say it. Well, he said it was not a crime, but what did he leave out? Very, very carefully. Come on, you can fill it no, out I, for I, me. I don't know what he left out. You have to tell he me. He left out homosexuality is not a sin. Isn't it, isn't it something how they come up with their words that... And he never mentioned that anywhere in the interview. So don't... Well, you, when you're talking about Catholic religion and him being a pope, don't start putting words in one direction and not using words in another direction. Well, I would think if he feels it's not a crime that he wouldn't think it was a sin, but, you know, he obviously... Well, crime and sin, wouldn't you agree that crime and sin are totally different things? Well, you commit a crime, I think it's a sin, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, and probably in God's eyes, yes. Forgive yeah. me, forgive me, Father, I held up a bank. You know, sin. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I, I was just kind of, I don't know why you can't stay out of this kind of stuff and just get on with the, some of the more important things about the Catholic Church, because there are a lot of important things that are going on in the Catholic Church. Well, I'm glad so. you brought it up. It's a great topic. Okay. Cheers. Thank you. Too. Pope Francis criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all his children just as they are, and called the Catholic bishops who support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. I was personally glad to hear him say that. Being homosexual isn't a crime, Francis said during an exclusive interview Tuesday with the Associated Press. Francis acknowledged that Catholic bishops in some parts of the world support laws that criminalize homosexuality or discriminate against LGBTQ people. And he himself referred to the issue in terms of sin, but he attributed such attitudes to cultural backgrounds and said bishops in particular need to undergo a process of change to recognize the dignity of everyone. These bishops have to have a process of conversation, he said, adding that they should apply tenderness and uh, for each and every one of us. Was, uh, the Pope, really? I don't know if he surprised people with that. It's a big article today in the day paper, if you want to leave it. Uh, Francis's comments, which were hailed by gay rights advocates as a milestone, are the first uttered by a Pope about such laws. Never before. But they are also consistent with the overall approach to people who are gay and belief that the Catholic Church should welcome everyone and not discriminate. What do you think? Some 67 countries or jurisdictions worldwide criminalize consensual same-sex sexual activity, 11 of which can, can or do impose the death penalty according to the Human Dignity Trust, which works to end such laws. Experts say even where the laws are not enforced, they contribute to harassment, stigmatization, and violence against gay people. In the U.S., more than a dozen states still have anti-sodomy laws on the books, despite a 2003 Supreme Court ruling declaring them unconstitutional. Gay rights advocates say that 
The antiquated laws are used to justify harassment and point to new legislation such as don't say gay law, which is not correct information in Florida. So that's something in the article. Don't say gay law. That is not what that law is. It's don't get into gender identity for children in school. That's what it was. And they turned it into a no gay law. Don't say it. It is absolutely 100%. And people believe that DeSantis had done that. No, don't say gay law. It's not true. I'm so tired of uh, hearing things and reading things that are not true. He just didn't think it was right to start, you know, without consent from the teachers, to start confusing young kids about gender and all of that stuff. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Morning, Stu. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm with you. Well, our buddies up at Enfield are uh, moving to Boston. 740 jobs will be cut. In 2026, Lego will be out of Enfield and in Boston. Well, that's right. All the Legos, they'll be t- like a centipede all over Boston, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that will be a, a, a plastic infusion into <laughs> the Boston market. Well, um, well that, hey, the, the bottom line is for Connecticut, you're losing some jobs. You need, you, we, we, I don't know the, the dollars and cents behind the move, but that has to be probably part of the equation, maybe not all of it, but um, anyway, not a good, uh, it, it's, it's sad to see them go, they've been here a long time, and uh, um, you know, those people uh, are going to be scrambling for a good, a good job. Um, I heard on today that uh, bear hunting, uh, one of the representatives in the state has uh, asked the state to consider uh, increasing the bear uh, bear hunting, uh, or maybe the Department of Environmental Protection, or whatever the, would be the correct department, to go in and call uh, the bear population. Not a, you know, I guess uh, it has to be done. Um, and uh, it's the old, uh, it's the old uh, living living with nature uh, scenario. I've I've been out in, uh, in South Lake Tahoe many times, and. Um, seen many bears about and the uh, everybody who has trash and that is everybody mm-hmm. uh, it has to put it in a locked uh, box out near the road it's a big uh, steel box and that's where it's that's where it's contained uh, they have many 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 tales to tell about bears who smell just a little bit of popcorn or candy or a sandwich or whatever in a car and they help themselves to it. They help themselves. They'll be in your house before you know it if you, uh, you know, if you're not careful. Well, I'm glad you brought. That's so, good advice. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, hey, once again, um, all those people that are in your listening audience uh, who are paying, who are paying their way through life, uh, I'm, I'm going to be paying more for trash, home and auto insurance electricity, firewood, heating oil, auto repair, and the list goes on and on. And I haven't even talked about food. Uh, but the one thing the town of Griswold 
uh, taxpayers and voters can do is be sure to get out on February 1st, Wednesday of next week, and vote no. This is the one opportunity you have to say no to all these tax increases and price increases and say no to the $4 million referendum uh, for the proposal of, um, of a football stadium. And as I had stated before, given in light of the fact that the the publicschoolreview.com has the statistics mm-hmm. to bear out that we need to focus on education, education and raising the proficiency level of all mm-hmm. students from, from first, from kindergarten, right up to the top. Okay, that's publicview.com. I hope people check it out. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. Good luck. Hey, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Good morning. Good morning to you, my dear. What's happening? Well, the sun went in, Susan. Uh oh. <laughs> the sun went in, well, and I really missed it. Little Orphan Annie says the sun will come out tomorrow. I hope so. But, uh, anyways, uh, I heard last night that they were going to have a season on the bear hunting. I don't really approve of it. I think they ought to transport them Where? further north. You know, um, I just, you know, we have so little of animals left. A lot of them are becoming extinct, and I think they're brown bears, I believe. I mean, I've had one in my yard. I had a big beehive. Well, they can be and, dangerous, of course, and we don't want any danger to people. And um, I've heard more beer stories the last couple of weeks than I have in oh, a long yeah. time. Yeah, um, me too, you know, but I'm I'm just afraid. Now, my son from Illinois had uh, chatted with me. There's a lot of cougars out his way, and uh, people have been shooting them, you know. But I, I'm kind of sad about all that. Not that I I would want anybody to get hurt, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, I've got the coyotes. Probably Sue down her way has got them, too. And I've got little... Uh, the, the wild rabbits out here they live in the brush I'm not afraid of a rabbit no they're so <laughs> cute you should have a lot over where you are Listen, uh, I, no I haven't seen a lot of rabbits actually uh, this year no but uh, maybe they all went to your house maybe so what, what I owned a home in Narragansett Rhode Island there were plentiful down in there I really enjoyed that I miss I miss Narragansett but it's way beyond my being able to afford it. One other thing, I I don't think I don't agree with the Pope. Okay. Um, I I I don't. You know, not that I. I mean, I find that he's a wonderful, you know, Pope. When I was going through chemo when he was here in the U.S., I I mean, I really got through every day with a lot of prayers watching him, and he really helped me, but. There's certain things that, you know, I'm an old-timer, and some things should not be encouraged, even with the young people with their gender uh, changes. Why would that encourage them? Do you think because the Pope says that they should be treated equally like everybody else, that that's going to make people want to become gay? I, I just think young people need to be at a good age to recognize that they want to be, you know, I have family members that, uh, well, I mean, the girl obviously, has turned uh, into a guy, and mm-hmm. um, it's difficult for the parent. 
but that's not for me to judge anyways but um i you know i i i remember that the pope also said a while back i have the newspaper clipping that we're coming into armageddon and i suppose he doesn't like what's going on in the world and he wants peace too you know and, and we should love one what another. do you think what do you think of this and i hope the, the pope changes this someday and that is uh if a Catholic couple get divorced, that they can't get married in the church again. Well, I don't isn't think it that's true fair. that if they get an annulment, if don't don't they they can well, get an annulment? Not easy to, it's not easy to get an annulment unless you're a Kennedy. Oh, that is <laughs> my uh, my daughter has been divorced, got married in the Catholic Church in uh, Florida, mm-hmm. and um, so I mean I. I don't know. I think you know we we does it say in the Bible still that we if we're divorced we can't get married again in the church? I would I, think I that know, we would. That wa- seems, I mean, that seems to be wow. a custom for years and years. I mean, I know a a, a loving couple that um, oh very religious and uh, they are living together oh. because well they're living together and they want to get married and they can't because they want to get married in the Catholic Church. But that's just my opinion. That's all. Well, you know, I don't see why they can't. I mean, why? We don't... I know that... You uh, and me, we don't have the right. <clears throat> you know, maybe the the priest does, but I know my daughter's uh, husband now, he has been through catechism, and now he's a Catholic, too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I find that that's good. Of course, there are other I, ways people can get married. They don't have to go through the churches. They just prefer to do so. And, yeah. Um, listen, well, there are they, different reasons why people get divorced, and I know the church would like everybody to stay together, which it, is a wonderful thing, but when there's uh, terrible things going on in the marriage, one should not stay together, in my yeah, opinion. It's very, well, I have some children that have been divorced. It's very, very difficult. Oh, of course it is. Very, it's tough very, for kids. Especially with children. Oh, it's terrible um, for kids. Oh, I mean, it's, um, oh my goodness. They don't, they have the right to love their mom and dad, but yet there's a lot of hostility. A, a lot, lot of, of hostility. See, a lot of the hostility affects the children, too. I mean, it affects them with a divorce, but if there's abuse in the family, imagine being a kid and growing up with that. So yeah. I mean, back in the day, uh, you know, probably when you were young, too, was there I wasn't young? a lot of divorces. Uh, no, too. there weren't a there lot of divorces. There wasn't a lot of divorces when I was young. No, it was a very unusual thing. Yeah, it was. What, what else? I wanted to mention to Sue about prayer. Now, the Mormons have patriotical blessings, and they can tell you what your future might be and how to avoid things. Now, you know, that's a... That's a hard thing for me, but I am a person that gets a gut feeling, and sometimes I'm in a restaurant eating, mm-hmm. and if I say to the waitress, what are you driving, the yellow Volkswagen, and they panic, how do you know that? And I have to be very careful what wow. I say. That's interesting. Yeah, but I, I have to be, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm part, i got Indian blood in me, but... Mm-hmm. I just, uh, my husband used to go to Boston, and I told him, honey, don't go in the elevator with somebody with a plaid shirt. 
but he knows that I have these gut feelings. Many of us do. And I think we should follow our feelings about things. And um, so he called me later that day. He said, well, I saw the guy in the plaid shirt, and I decided to take the stairs. And the guy was stuck in there for three or four hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, I mean, there's, you know, follow your, follow your heart and your gut feelings with things. Sometimes people don't want to hear your yeah, opinion. Well, you may be even more sensitive to some things. You know, we get hunches, and sometimes we feel uncomfortable in certain situations, and it works out okay, but you know, but yeah. you may you may be uh, another level with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I um I love people, Stu. I love life, and um, but when you know in your mind something, and you you got to be careful because it's dangerous. When my uh, my brother had shot his wife weeks weeks before that, I saw a picture of a woman laying on the floor floor in a fetal condition, you know, laying there. Mm. And I never thought in my God, in my whole life, that my brother, who was a wonderful man, coach, good family man, that this would ever happen to him. And um, it did. It did. And I'll tell you, Stu, there's some things in life, I think maybe God wants to warn us. I, I don't know. But my angel is named Dina. She died in a head-on collision, a dear friend. That's you know, your angel? Hit. Her name, my angel, is. her name was Dina, my friend. And now she's, so you feel she's your my angel? My guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's angels among us. And I would find it most interesting if there's someone you could get on and talk about these things. Now, isn't it Sylvia Brown that is a psychic? I don't know. There's a few people that say they're psychics, and we have had angel people in the past, but it's been a very long time. Oh, well, maybe they can come out here and help us. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can get us through the hard times. My light bill came in $200 more. It was $400 for my light bill this month. It'd be nice if your angel could pay that for you. Yeah, well, you know, I think, too, really, the prayers and trying to get through life. You know when you and your wife first started out, things weren't like this, too. They weren't expensive like this at all. And we're all, no matter where you've got money or you're poor or whatever, we all go through, we're all going through this pain at the pumps, the oil tanks, the uh, electricity. We're all going through it. The taxes are going up, and uh, it's very, very difficult for all of us, young and old. But um, everybody keep praying. And, mm-hmm. and oh, and that shift, I'm glad he's, oh, golly. I could say a lot about them, that man, and may God forgive me. Yeah, ship, But I'm glad he's, he's gone, you know. But you have a pleasant day. Thank and you. Susan, I hope the sun comes out, dear. All right, thanks okay, for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Interesting call. It's um, quarter to noon. That doesn't sound right. It's 11.45, 15 before noon. Quarter to noon, I don't know. That's not... Uh, okay. So... Plenty of time for your calls at 889-5252. We'll get to another one in just a sec. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. How much do you know about the dangers of acetaminophen? 
I'll be right back with some information. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. Acetaminophen, marketed as branded Tylenol and by many generic companies, is the most commonly used pain reliever in the United States. But unfortunately, Tylenol overdose is the most common type of poisoning in the world. To avoid accidental overdose, keep the following in mind. Keep all acetaminophen products out of the reach of children. That many combination products have Tylenol in them, including cough, cold products, pain relievers, and sleep aids. And the maximum daily dose from all sources is 4,000 milligrams or less if you take other medication that's detoxified by your liver. Be careful. Know what medications you take. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. I'd like to believe everybody has a guardian angel. And there's a song called There's an Angel on My Shoulder. It's better than a chip, isn't it? You're on the air. Welcome. Well, two of the most curious people in uh, modern times, World War One and World War Two, came from the Ukraine area. One from Georgia, one from the southern Ukraine. Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess you know the names. Uh, Stalin and uh, Mr. Bronstein, uh, commonly known as Leon Tolstoy or Otrotsky. So... Trotsky and Stalin. Trotsky preceded Stalin, and he was second in command to Lenin. Now, with the modern age of genealogy, and they are now debunking uh, the ferocity and meanness of the Scandinavians, has anybody taken the time to determine whether a third character from uh, the region of southern uh, Russia the Ukraine and Georgia, uh, a man named uh, right now Zelensky, has any of the genetic heritage or uh, correspondence genetics? Well, you can't blame some, everybody for two monsters that are from there. I, you know, that's not fair. Right. I mean, Lenin was a good guy compared to those two. So, uh, who's to say, though, that uh, more is better? Um, the more power Zelensky gets, uh, the more he'll conform to the corruption which has typically plagued the Ukraine. And, you know, I mean, maybe it's corruption uh, brings corruption. Maybe this is why uh, uh, the Bidens now want to send tanks to the Ukraine. I don't know. But uh, Germany certainly uh, hasn't been uh, shy in spreading the leopard tank around. Twelve countries in the world have leopard tanks. The leopard tank is a big advantage because it has parts availability and six-week training time. So to get 80% efficient uh, proficiency. So 80% is pretty good, you know. I don't know what's going to happen in the Ukraine, but I think it's uh, it's pretty terrorizing personally and uh, because you're dealing with Putin, who uh, I don't know where the heck he's coming from. Yeah, but, you know, of all the people who have been 
uh, bad throughout the world. Uh, most of them have come from the so-called Mason-Dixon line between uh, Russia and the Ukraine. Well, I'm sure it's spread out a little more than that. Well, yeah, of course, but I mean, after all, Hitler didn't come from the Ukraine. But uh, all right, sir. Thank say. you. Appreciate the call. Yep. Remember February first. Uh, they need a new field, but they need a field which is properly designed. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe the field in Griswold is properly designed. Okay. I hope people get out and vote. Thank you. Eighty nine five two five two is our number. Let's um, check a weather forecast, and um, if you want to get in, that's okay. We've got some time. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Some clearing, windy today, temperatures holding steady in the 40s, 27 for the low tonight, partly to mostly sunny tomorrow and Saturday, 41 tomorrow, 44 Saturday. It'll also be 44 on Sunday, but it'll be more clouds on Sunday, and there could be a rain or snow shower late in the day and on Sunday night. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Currently, it's 47 degrees. Don't forget Marty with you every morning from 6 to 10. Got a lot of news. Got a lot of information for you. Check them out 6 to 10 in the morning. Marty Hausberger. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on May Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series is underway at The Guard in New London. Their state-of-the-art digital projection system creates the best movie viewing in the region. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick, and more critically acclaimed, Oscar-nominated, and Golden Globe-winning movies. A limited number of season passes are available for only $65. Go to guardarts.org for more information and the movie lineup. Sponsored in part by the C-Corps Auto Group, Hall Communications, and Blueprints Unlimited. The Breeze Line Winter Cinema Series going on now at The Guard in New London. Well, as a gentleman, I want you to hear after the 1 o'clock news today on our program. He's a Colonel Brian Searcy, and uh, he's got a book on really protecting yourself, being aware of some of the things that are going on in our community that are very disconcerting. Hmm? He has the experience and training to solve the need for relevant, effective, trustworthy principles through unique training programs for learning situational awareness. Did you ever walk in a place and just don't feel comfortable or something doesn't seem right? You know, we were talking earlier with Sylvia about that. Maybe uh, use your tuition and try to avoid that situation. It's a critical skill for anyone who wants to stay safe in today's world. Whether you're in a war zone, navigating the urban jungle, or simply trying to avoid danger. Having good situational awareness can mean the difference between life and death means being able to identify and avoid those dangers before you become, they become a problem. Boy, I'll tell you, the incidence of crime in the last couple of years has skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. I'm just going to talk about that. Hmm? 
Sometimes someone that works with you looks very nervous. People holding people in one place. We're going to talk about a lot of different things as much as we can get in during his visit here. He's the founder and CEO of the Paradis Group, which he uses his decades-tested and decorated senior leadership and military training experiences to solve the need for relevant and effective principles and situational awareness. Is a best-selling book, Prepare for the Rest for the Real World, The World is Not a Safe Place. Just do the best you can. Of course, you don't want to live in a shoe. You want to live under the bed. But, uh, you know, just be aware of things. Just be aware. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking with him on our program. That'll be at uh, 1.05 today. Don't forget, every afternoon, if you haven't heard him yet, Charlie Kirk does a terrific talk show from 5 to 8. So check out Charlie Kirk. And a new show on the weekend, because Dick Piller has retired. I mean, we would have kept him on forever, but uh, he's decided to uh, take it easy. And we have a traveling show that I think you will enjoy in his place from 10 to noon. Anything else I wanted to tell you? No, just hope you're having a good day. (laughs) Right now it's four minutes before noon. Let's play a tune to take you to noon. And then we'll get to uh, pure fun. Pure fun with our lunchtime oldies. Nothing to worry about. Just hear tunes that you've heard through the years. Hopefully they will be uh, songs that will bring back special memories for you. So stick around for that. I always, uh, when I first got into radio, I was the only one playing this song. And I was working in Ware, Massachusetts. But because they made me music director, I played it, even though it really never became a hit. I always thought it should have. So I put it in the computer, and I want to play it for you now. This is the uh, Accents Group featuring Sandy. I've got better things to do. She's got a sweet voice. Thank you. 
some Boston cream pie. Hey, about this story. A man makes $885,000 a month by jumping in high heels. <laughs> Best Life magazine says a man from China makes $885,000 a month by filming himself running and jumping in high heels. Wu Nan models his own line of heels. His shoes sell for up to $150. Now, most of his followers are women who want to buy his shoes because they look great and are well-made. Wu earns his money from social media platform views in the shoe line because he gets their attention by jumping in high heels. We certainly uh, don't recommend that you do that. WICHAM 1310 Norwich and W233DB 94.5 FM. News is next at noon, and then we'll have some fun sing-along and dance-along oldies. Or while you're having lunch, you don't have to dance, but enjoy the music. It's now noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Correspondent Jennifer King reports that the U.S. economy ended 2022 with momentum. The government's latest GDP estimate found the economy grew at 2.9% from October to December, with an annual rate of 2.1% for all of 2022. The resilience of the U.S. job market has been a major surprise. Economists believe the Fed's intention to slow the economy to fight inflation means the good times for America's workers aren't likely to last, and a series of big layoffs in the tech industry suggests employers may share that opinion. And fewer Americans fall for unemployment benefits last week. As the labor market remains tight, even as the Federal Reserve has tried to cool the economy and inflation by raising interest rates. Applications for jobless aid in the U.S. for the week ending January 21st fell by 6,000 to 186,000, according to the Labor Department. Also at townhall.com, while many have praised a decision from Western powers to send tanks to Ukraine, Russia has shrugged it off and launched a new barrage of attacks on the country. The Kremlin has previously warned that such tank deliveries would be a dangerous escalation of the conflict in Ukraine. It also strongly denounced a significant move by Germany and the United States to send the heavy weaponry to its enemy. But it insists the new armor won't stop Russia from achieving its goals in Ukraine. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said the potential of the tanks in the fight against Russia were clearly exaggerated. Peskov also warned the West not to get too involved in the conflict. Moscow views everything that NATO and the capitals I have mentioned are doing as direct involvement in the conflict. We can see it growing. I'm Karen Chamas. Stocks are higher now. The Dow up seven points and the Nasdaq adding 81. More at townhall.com. Entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. 
Fortunately, God does provide a way to protect your retirement. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. German federal prosecutors have announced the arrest of a German citizen on suspicion of being an accomplice to treason. Arthur E. is accused of acting as a courier, taking German state secrets to the Kremlin. He was detained at Munich Airport on Sunday after flying from the US. The arrest was carried out with the help of the FBI. His accomplice was allegedly a German double agent, Carsten L., a high-ranking German spy who worked for Germany's foreign intelligence agency, the BND. He was arrested in Berlin in December, accused of obtaining classified information from German intelligence to give to Russia. BBC correspondent Damien McGinnis. The flight data recorder has been recovered from the January 15th plane crash in Nepal. That It's being sent to Singapore for analysis. 72 people died on board that plane. Breaking news at townhall.com. The federal government investigating whether Southwest Airlines knowingly scheduled more flights than it could handle in December. That's when it ended up canceling nearly 17,000 flights. The Transportation Department says scheduling too many flights would violate federal laws against deceptive practices. The department says it's in the early stages of its investigation and it will also make sure that Southwest provides prompt refunds and reimbursements to customers who were stranded by the cancellations. Southwest breakdown started with a winter storm and was compounded when its crew scheduling system became overloaded. The airline has hired a consultant to study what went wrong. Keith Peters reporting. Tesla has reported record net income for the fourth quarter of last year. The Austin, Texas maker of electric vehicles and solar panels said it made $3.69 billion from October through December. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. There's a man who leads a life of danger. Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. With every move he makes, another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret agent man, secret agent man. They've given you a number and taken away your name. That you find A pretty face can hide An evil mind Ah, oh, be careful what you say Or you give yourself away Odds are you won't live to see tomorrow Secret 
early hits there's a lot of uh, cheering at the end it's good to have a nice group there when you're making a hit song I thought we would play something by Andy Williams that I bet you haven't heard in a long time I will call it a real lost vinyl Andy of course as you know has had a stretch of had a stretch of hits in the early days that made top 10 top 20 and then later on started to uh, sing some of the great movie themes but here's an early hit by Andy Williams called The Village of St. Bernadette. See if you remember this one. I've traveled far The land Never forget 
nice. Huh? I think the last time I played that, I had a lot of hair in the front. Andy Williams. The song is called The Village of Saint... think he likes that woman. Bernadette! I love that last shout at the end there. Uh, four tops. Top of the afternoon to you. Let me check my Stu Doppler window. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We'll take that for January the 26th. Anytime, huh? So, some sunshine around today. Temperatures in the 40s. Partly cloudy and colder tonight, 27. Friday, mostly sunny, 41. And Saturday, mostly sunny, 44. If you're looking ahead to Sunday... Breezy with a chance of a rain or snow shower late, high 44. Not too shabby. Currently, it is hanging out at 45 degrees. 
Hi, my name is Ray O'Connell, past chief of the Anik Fire Engine Company. Your fire service has a long history of providing high levels of emergency service. The fire chief drafted an automatic aid plan that would improve response for structure fires. Ordinance 8-7 was drafted without input from the volunteer chiefs. Experienced fire chiefs should draft policies related to emergency services. Please vote no on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Paid for by Trust Firefighter Pack, Karen Mankowski, Treasurer. 94.5 and 1310 WICH. For a list of this station's official contest rules, please visit WICH.com slash contest dash rules. Buddy Holly in his short life had so many recordings. It's absolutely astounding. If you ever get a chance to get some of his albums, the album cuts are pretty good, too. Here was uh, not one of his biggest hits, but a good one. Here's uh, Buddy Holly. It's called Brown-Eyed Handsome Man. Handsome Man, it was also a hit recording for Chuck Berry. That particular song, say, yeah, it sounds familiar. Hey, here's Al Green. Can't get any more soul than this, right? Let's stay together.
what I need Let me be the one you come Call him Al. That's Al Green. Stu's with you on our lunchtime break at WICH, 46 degrees. And uh, we're mixing them up for you. The Angels, we talked about Angels earlier. There's a group called the Angels. There was a group called the Angels. I don't know if they're still singing, but the original Angels had one lead singer. And then after this recording, which was a pretty good hit, they changed lead singers. So I'm going to play both. Here's the original Angels and their first song to hit the charts.
They did a terrific job with that song. Then they that's Till, and then they changed a little bit in the group and had another lead singer and uh, had their first number one hits. I'm sure you know this one. He went away, and you hung around, and bothered me every night. And when I wouldn't go out with you, you said things that weren't very nice. My boyfriend's back, and you're gonna be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. When you see him coming, better cut out on the double. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. You've been spreading lies that I was untrue. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. So look out now, cause he's coming after you. Yesterday looks like the Jolly Green Giant, so watch out there. The Angels had a few more hits after that. Mixing them up with Stu on WICHAM and FM. So do you think disco will ever make a comeback? You know, just the other... It was not that long ago there was a band. They had a little disco medley, and people got into it. You know, started to do a few of those uh, disco songs. So who knows? It may come back. Maybe there's a little more nightlife when the disco era was around, huh? Romance. I want to go where the people dance. I want to 
Alicia Bridges. I like the way she says action. From the disco boogie era. Which is still hanging around, by the way. All right. Hey, a little polyvou francais. Saint Magnifique. What else do I know in French? Un, deux, trois. Well, that's a little bit of what I learned in school. Here's a sweet little song by Art and Dottie Todd. Chanson d'amour.
Chanson d'amour. I was in France. I can't believe I was in France. I'm not really a, much of a traveler, but I tried in one of the stores to speak a little French, and they were just smiling at me because I was obviously not making sense. They thought that I wanted directions to Cleveland. I was just like, bonjour. After bonjour... I didn't do very well, but they were still friendly. They were used to people coming from out of the country, and I'm sure they go home and laugh quite a bit about it. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, they're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 1310. Here's the group that used to back up Bob Dylan, and they had a neat name called The Band. Why not? They were The Band. To the Gulf of Mexico To Lake Charles, Louisiana Little Bessie girl I once knew And she told me just to come on by If there's anything that she could do Up on Cripple Creek She sends me if I spring a leaf She mends me I don't have to speak And she defends me A drunkard's dream if I ever did Go. She bet on one horse to win and I bet on another to show. The odds were in my favor. I had them five to one. And that nag to win came around the track. Sure enough, we had one. She tore it up and threw it in my face Just for a laugh Now there's one thing in the whole wide world I sure would like to see That's when that little love of mine Dips a donut in my teeth See you again Up on Cripple Creek She said 
they yodeling at the end of that song? It sounded almost like a like a half a yodel. The band up on Crickle Creek. Cripple Creek. Excuse me, I get my creeks missed up sometime. This is definitely a song about Venus. She's the goddess of love. She used to be. Now she charges. Frankie Avalon. He had a bunch of them, but that was the that was the biggie. A song called Venus. The critics say one of the best albums the Beach Boys ever came out with was an album called Pet Sounds. There were so many goodies in it. Here's one of them.
be nice. Playing some nice tunes. I hope you're enjoying them here on our lunchtime break every day. I have a guest after the 1 o'clock news on crime, protecting yourself from it, and a very interesting guy. He uh, has been in combat himself, and he's a colonel. And I think uh, you're going to enjoy the interview that's coming up after the 1 o'clock news. Busted flat in Baton Rouge Waiting for a train And I was feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby thumbed a diesel down Just before it rained And rode us all the way into New Orleans I pulled my harpoon Out of my dirty red bandana I was playing soft while Bobby sang the blues Windshield wipers slapping time I was holding Bobby's hand in mine We sang every song that driving knew Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose Nothing, I mean nothing, honey, if it ain't free And feeling good was easy now When he sang the blues, you know was good enough for me Good enough for me and my Bobby again. From the Kentucky coal mine To the California sun Hey Bobby shared the secrets of my soul Through all kinds of weather To everything we've done Your Bobby baby one day of near Selena's long, I let him slip away. He's looking for that home, and I hope he finds it. But I train all of my tomorrows for one single yesterday to be holding Bobby's body next to mine. Freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing. That's all that Bobby left me But it feeling good was easy loud When he sang the blues Hey, feeling good was good enough for me mm-hmm. Good enough for me and my Bobby
Bobby McGee, written by Chris Christopherson. Janis Choplin's biggest hit, she did not live long enough to know it. It was a tremendous hit. She was 27 years old when she recorded that. Here's a song with a very odd title. It's called Long Tall Glasses. You've probably heard of Long Tall Sally. This is Long Tall Glasses by Leo Sayer. See how it fits into the song. I'm not sure. you happy for that guy? He can do it. See? You don't know until you try. It's called Long Tall Glasses. Stu's Lunchtime Mix at WICHAM and FM. A little bit of the Bee Gees. Sure, we got some Bee Gees. You can never get too much heaven. No, bring it on.
Talented family and so much tragedy within the family, huh? BGs. I think there's only one surviving BG, if I'm not mistaken. If you ever get a chance to see the documentary, 
about the Bee Gees. It's an amazing story. And they all pretty much sounded alike, too. Funny how Andy and uh, all of the Bee Gees. So, uh, almost time to wrap things up. We'll get to our guest right after the news. In the meantime, let's uh, play a little tune to take you to the... uh, As a matter of fact, I think it's time we got into a conga line. Did you ever get into one of those in the dance and then you end up... You end up three miles away from the dance hall. Well, here it is, the locomotion. Okay, we got to get off this stuff because we have the news and then our guest coming up after the news. That was Little Eva. Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich and 9th FM, W233DB in Norwich. Here's the news. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Ukraine has again come under attack from Russian drones and missiles a day after Germany and the U.S. agreed to supply the country with modern tanks. First, it was an overnight wave of Russian attacks using Iranian-made explosive drones. Ukraine's Air Force said it shot down all of them, 24 it said, but the head of the Dnipropetrovsk region reported one industrial facility being hit. Then in the morning came missiles. Energy facilities in the southern region of Odessa have been hit, causing power cuts, with emergency blackouts also imposed in other areas. 
Yesterday, President Zelensky called the US and German decisions on tanks extremely good news. But it'll be months and many more wintertime attacks before significant numbers arrive. The BBC's Danny Eberhardt reporting. Also at townhall.com, investigators say they still don't know the motive behind that weekend massacre that left 11 people dead at a ballroom dance hall in Monterey Park, California. Donna Warder reports. Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna says the 72-year-old suspect had no known connection to the victims, and investigators believe he had not frequented the dance studio in the last five years. At a Wednesday news conference carried by KABC, Luna said investigators did locate a motorcycle a block from the crime scene that was registered to Hu Can Tran. Investigators believe it was placed there by the suspect as an alternative getaway vehicle. The sheriff says investigators are not sure how long Tran had been planning the attack. I'm Donna Water. Stocks are higher following a report suggesting the economy and corporate profits may be doing better than feared. The Dow is up 45 points. The Nasdaq ahead 103. More at townhall.com. Fleet Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Officials say nine Palestinians have been killed during an Israeli military raid in the occupied West Bank, the deadliest in years. From the early morning onwards, the refugee camp in Jenin resounded to the sound of explosions and gunfire as Israeli forces battled Palestinian fighters. The Israeli military's firepower was concentrated on a house where it believed a group of Islamic Jihad militants were based. The aftermath of the operation shows the building to be almost destroyed. The loss of life has also been the worst in one incident for years. Islamic Jihad has warned that its current truce with Israel could be at risk. BBC correspondent Sebastian Usher. The UN warns that Iran has enough highly enriched uranium to build several nuclear weapons if it chooses. But diplomatic efforts aimed at, again, limiting its atomic program seem even more likely now that Tehran is arming Russia in its war with Ukraine. Breaking news at townhall.com. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Welcome back to our program. It is a pleasure to talk with this gentleman uh, who's going to talk about what we've been hearing in the news and uh, some things that we can do to protect ourselves. Colonel Brian Patton Searcy. He is a decorated commander and combat veteran. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, Stu. Thanks for having me on. It is a pleasure. It's almost unbearable to hear the news these days and uh, all of the crime, all of the uh, really terrible uh, in this country, you don't expect to hear it as much, and uh, 
Are you surprised what's going on? You know, not not really. Um, I wrote a book that was published about a year ago called uh, Prepare for the Real World, The World is Not a Safe Place. And I never envisioned that a year later it would be as, as much worse as it is. Um, we have lost in a, within our culture the understanding that people need to be responsible, but we also need to hold other people responsible for their actions. And we've also lost the fact that we should not rely on government and our emergency responders to take care of our safety. We have to be empowered to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the focus and the mission of the Protest Group. The Protest Group. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the Protest Group, and we'll, we'll get into some d details. Yeah, so the a Protest actually stands for prepare. So mm -hmm. um, when I when I founded the company, it was all about how do we empower parents, how do we empower our kids to actually learn and develop situational awareness so that it's a habit and a behavior and something that they practice on a regular basis so that left of bang, we can prevent bad things from happening. And one of the catalysts that got me into this was reading um, the United States Secret Service reports that talk about how 95% of all the bad threats that happen in our society today can be prevented if you know what those threats are you can identify the indicators, but then most importantly, you know what to do about it when you see it. And uh, so that's the focus of our program, not traditional type training. It's, it's all about empowering people to develop this critical skill. So we all may have a, a sixth sense about something, but uh, don't really put it to action. And um, in the book, I know that you have all kinds of tips on what to do in certain situations. We always hear when there is another tragedy day after day that, well, we got to get rid of guns, we got to do this, we got to, uh, I mean, I have my own theories of we got to start arresting violent people and keeping them in jail, which seems like a no brainer, but obviously the government and many of the cities don't do it. So I guess that's why we have a book like yours. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is, it has taken us 20 to 30 years to get to this point, so we're not going to be able to fix it overnight. But we have to stop talking about the symptoms, and we have to under, un, address the underlying problems. You talked about a sixth sense. There's actually the God-given gift that we all have, which is situational awareness. That's when something is inter, introduced into your environment that sets the hair off on the back of your neck or gives you that gut feeling that something isn't right. We all have that ability, but unfortunately, most people today, less than 10% of the people in our country, actually even know that they have that, much less are practicing it. And... A big reason for that is nobody has educated them on how to learn and develop that skill, and that's what we're focused on. Stop complaining about it. Let's get out there and empower people with the ability to learn situation awareness, the 10 critical skills that go along with that, and then learn how to take responsibility for their own safety. But even more so, when we learn how to do that and we're prepared, we're much more likely to look out for those people that are around us in a parking lot or a grocery store or a gas station and, and do things to keep them safe as well. You know, we all say, well, this is America. We should be able, if we want to take a walk at 3 a.m. in the, uh, in the uh, morning, uh, we should be able to do it. But I guess when you're really putting some common sense into it, you put yourself at more of a risk, that type of thing, huh? That is a true statement. And unless you are somebody that is prepared and you've gone through and have the necessary steps, uh, one of the things we talk about in our program is never, you should never think it won't happen to me. And when you're prepared, this isn't, making you paranoid it's not making you fearful when you're prepared you actually overcome 
fear. And you are actually much less likely to be a victim, to be somebody that wants to do bad things, that they're going to reach out and attack you because they don't want the, the difficult target. They don't want somebody that's going to scream or fight back or, or be able to run away. They want that person that's not paying attention. And that's what we talk about when you're prepared and you look prepared and, you're, and you also know what you would do if something enters your environment. That's what actually keeps you from being a victim most of the time. So being a combat veteran, do you naturally have uh, better insight on, uh, you know, what looks good, what you shouldn't do, what you should do? And uh, so you get that experience with uh, being a combat veteran? Well, I, I certainly believe that the 23 years I spent in the Air Force had a big impact on that. When I talk about leadership, I talk about the 15 things that aviators do that actually provide them the ability to have situational awareness and to do the missions that we need to do. And I actually include that conversation in in our programs as well. But to be fair and to really be honest, because this is a God-given gift, once people learn the habits and behaviors and a mindset and they, they practice a process, and most importantly, they, they learn what they're capable of doing, not what I'm capable of doing, but what they're mm-hmm. capable of doing, and that's different for everybody. They set themselves up to be able to really can, you know, keep bad things from happening to themselves, their family, um, their kids, and to their community. So while, to your, to your question, I think it has definitely enhanced my capability, and, and really what it has done, it has given me the ability to, and, and my mission today, I think it's what God wants me to do, is to travel around the United States and impart what I've learned um, and how you go about learning this critical skill to uh, our communities so that we can start take, taking back the responsibility uh, for this great nation and make this great nation you know, safe again. So give the people a, a kind of a example. I see some of the things in your book is um, active shooter, leadership, human trafficking, suicide, school safety. Let's uh, talk a little bit yes, uh, about school safety right now. What can we do in the schools? Um, some schools naturally have more security now, but give me an idea of what we might find in the book when it comes to school safety. Well, and it's basically overall situational awareness, um, and it applies then to look at all the threats that we have. And, and within our schools, we have suicide, we have bullying, we have uh, harassment, we have assault, we have active shooting. And the key is when you have situational awareness and you, you are able to identify those issues, but like I said, more importantly, if you can do something about it, that's how you make a difference. Um, you may have heard on the news about the six-year-old that ended up shooting a teacher the other day, and now the superintendent has been fired. Yeah. A number of people did say things uh, to leadership within that school district that there was a six-year-old with a gun, but because of normalcy bias, because they didn't believe it to be true, um, they didn't do anything about it. Um, what people, what teachers, students, parents, what we all need to do is to be able to recognize those potential things that are going on, but then get the people the help that they need or or get the right people there to stop something bad from happening. And, and that's the problem today. We have a false sense of security. We think if we have great locks on our doors, we think if we have a great procedure that we only practice once a year, we think that, um, you know, if, if we have a school resource officer, well, we've got everything we need. What we really need is for everybody to be empowered to do everything possible to prevent the bad things from happening. Sonny, I was just going to bring up the story of the six-year-old who uh, they thought, well, his pockets are too small, he couldn't have a gun, and you always have to check out everything, obviously. Well, some 
some people might say, Colonel, well, you know, we can be just so cautious, but we want to live our lives. We still want to enjoy our lives. And do we have to have all of this in our mind all the time? Do you hear that? Well, and, and one of the key things, when you learn and develop this, this situation awareness, and our program goes on for a year, the first 90 days is where it focuses on micro-e-learning, so you establish those habits and those behaviors. So now, I mean, I, I certainly enjoy my life and live my life, but I practice a process everywhere I go to prepare myself to be able to identify something bad that might happen, and then knowing what to do about it. So I'm prepared. I know what normal is, then if something is introduced into my environment that sets off the hair on the back of my neck or that gut feeling, and because I've, mm-hmm. I've honed this, I've practiced it, now then I focus on, okay, what is causing me to have that feeling? What do I need to do about it? Can I prevent something bad from happening? Do I need to remove my family? Is it even real? But you have to go through that process. But up until that point, I'm, if I'm in a coffee shop, I'm working, having a conversation, drinking my coffee, but... Because you're honed, you know, know what normal is. When something is entered into your environment, it kicks off mm-hmm. that God-given gift that we all have. But then you need to know what to do about it. And, and people today, they don't know what to do about it. They, we have traditional training for all of the threats that we face today, but every single threat we face in our country today has gotten worse over the last 10 years. And that's because we just check the box on the training. We don't empower people to be able to deal with the problem and to actually deal with the threats. You know, we all would love to be heroes, and, uh, you know, sometimes we'll see uh, an event going on where somebody is getting hurt or beat up just recently. uh, One of the weather people on Fox News was in the subway, and he saw a a man, uh, they were lighting his hair with a cigarette. And he, you know, told this group of punks, hey, what are you doing? And then they subsequently started to beat him up. What do you say situations like that when you really want to help somebody, but you may be just putting your life in, je- in jeopardy? Well, in, in a situation like that, I would have done the same thing, and I have quite a bit of training that uh, you know I would have been able to put to the task there. Mm-hmm. But the point I think I would like to make in that situation, I, I highly doubt that that weatherman, and I saw this, the news story as well, I highly doubt that he was the only person there that was witnessing that. and. Oh, yeah. If there would have been five, six, seven other people that were like him that did not want that behavior to go on, that all stood up, those bullies would not have been able to do what they did. They would have not even continued to do what they were doing to that, that individual. And it's the power of, of us as every member of our community when we learn and are, are prepared to take care of our own, our own safety then we are empowered to do the things that are necessary to take care of other people that are being victims within our communities. But that's how we make the difference. We have to do it as a group. Um, mm-hmm. You can't necessarily do it one-on-one. I applaud that, that the weatherman yeah. from Fox News that did that. Like I said, that is something that I would do. He obviously felt that you know, he needed to step up, and, and, and I applaud him for that. But what we need is for, like I said, everybody on the train to go, stop doing what you're doing. You can't fight all of us. Um, you know, and that's how we actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. Give me some examples, and I know they're all in your book, uh, Colonel, that um, things to look out for, like someone that works there who looks very nervous or things like that. Give us some examples. Yeah, so, you know, I, I look at eyes and I look at hands. I look at how people are dressed based on um, the situation. You know, if they're wearing a long coat in the middle of summer, um, you know, if they're carrying a backpack somewhere that really there shouldn't be a backpack, 
Um, you know, when I go everywhere, I'm always looking for other bags or those types of things that are unattended. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that at the airport, and I've had to point it out to security who's standing mm-hmm. right there because they don't have situational awareness. Um, you know, uh, shifty eyes, uh, do they seem agitated? Um, are they? Is, are there a group of people that are blocking a door, for instance, if there's a, a building or something like that, and a couple people have come in and they're blocking the door? Are they getting ready to do something? Are get, they get, getting ready to, to commit robbery? Um, but the key here is all of those things I just talked about are, are not normal behaviors. So when you spend the time to learn what normal behaviors is, that's when it becomes extremely easy to, to recognize mm-hmm. and to have your senses go off to what isn't normal. And mm-hmm. one of the key feedbacks we get from, from everyone that takes our program is once they start paying attention to what's going on around them, they can't believe um, the things that they see, the things that aren't normal, and then they start to include that in their own uh, ability. And see, that's the other key the piece that we talk about in our program is what Brian Searcy does doesn't mean necessarily mean that is going to work for somebody else. Everybody needs to figure out what they need to look for, what they're capable of doing to set themselves up to be able to be successful if they get into a situation where they need to do something. I wonder how many people, when they go into a place, actually look to where the exits are. Things like that, huh? Uh, less than 10%. Uh, less than 10% do that. You know, our, We teach that you you enter the building wherever you are, and you first you stop, look, and listen. You identify, is there anything in here that I'm concerned about? The next step is then you assess, can I sit so my back's not to the door? Where are the exits? Do the bathroom doors lock? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else that I could count on if something bad happens? And then finally, if, if this happened today, what would I do? And... I've done this so many times. I've thought through pretty much every different scenario. Now I've got all that in my library, my lizard brain. So if something bad does start to happen, under stress, in a potentially you know very stressful situation, I'll be able to figure out what to do because I've already thought about it. Very similar to the Top Gun, you know, Maverick quote from Maverick says, you know, don't think, just do. Well, you can't do that if you haven't already thought about the actions that you might take. When I was uh, partaking in in drinking when I was younger and I would walk into a, call it a bar room, a lounge, whatever you want to, you can, oh, excuse me, and I clear my throat, you can generally identify when somebody's had too much to drink and I would um, avoid that place because I knew the potential was uh, this could go bad. And that's something that people should be aware of. Well, absolutely, and, um, and those are the, so when you walk in and you do the identify, and that's what you did, you identify that, well, there, a fight could break out here because these people had way too much to drink and they're already mm-hmm. being boisterous, and you didn't want to put yourself in a situation where you might get caught up in that. And that, if you go back to two years ago when we were having all the riots, uh, even here in, in Texas, but we were up in the West Coast, there were so many people that became victims themselves because they paid no attention to what was going on around them, they got in their car, they drove down to where they always do, and their car got stopped, they were accosted, all kinds of things happened, mm-hmm. when if they would have had situation awareness, paid attention to what was going on in the areas around them, they could have kept themselves from being victims. And that's just a, a part of having that situation awareness and, and thinking through your actions. You mentioned that only 10% of people are, you know, even look for exits when they come in. What are some of the obvious things that uh, a lot of people don't do that they should be doing? 
Well, today what we see, see oftentimes is people are just on their phone. You know, they're just absolutely not paying attention. So the first thing is you've got to put that phone away and you, you have to start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, what we the feedback that we get when people start paying attention, they start mm-hmm. to see, like your example, you went into to a bar and somebody looked like they were maybe going to cause trouble. People pick up on those things. They pick up on, on, th- on people walking through parking lots or walking through gas stations that when they weren't paying attention, when they didn't have a process, they never even recognized those people were there. Now they recognize it, and they give it a second look. Is that something I need to be concerned about? Are they watching me? Are they following me? Are they watching or following somebody else? They give it a little bit of time, realize that it, there's nothing there, and, and then they move on. Um, but it, you've got to, it's an individual learning process that everybody has to go through, and that's why in our program people ask me all the time, what should I do? I always come back and say, well, what are you capable of doing? You need to be able to analyze the situation. You need to do critical thinking. You need to be able to know how to communicate. You need to understand and be perceptive and understand different perspectives. If you don't do all of those things, it's very difficult to have situation awareness. But we each need to learn and develop that for ourselves. I think it's a very important book. Obviously, I, you know, you hear all about a book, what can we do about this crime or that crime? But this book is a, certainly a piece of the puzzle until maybe the people we elect can work better on some of these situations. Um, so I, I saw the subject of suicide. How does that come in? Right. So with, there's basically three pillars that we talk about with situation awareness. The first one is safety, and that's we talk about that all the time. The second one, though, is mental health, um, to be able to identify indicators in people that we love that maybe have, are struggling in their lives that are maybe considering suicide and then knowing what to do about it. See, having a an 800 number to call for somebody that might be thinking about suicide, that really, we know that that doesn't really help. What we need are people that care about other people to identify those things and then actively work to get that person the help that they need and, and to figure out whether it may not be them. I, there have been so many different situations where I've, I've seen somebody that, that, you know, normally they're happy and now something's happening in their life. They've got a lot of stuff going on. I'll go to one of their friends or I'll go to their brother and say, hey, have you noticed this about John? And you might want to talk to him. And um, all, almost everybody that commits suicide says things, does things that are indicators that they're thinking about taking their own lives. People see those things, but again, because of the normalcy bias or, mm-hmm. you know, they say, yeah, Tommy would never do that. Well, if any time I ever see somebody that is going through one of those things, I automatically go to the other direction. I want to make sure that I find out that there isn't something there, and if then there, if there is something there, how do I get that person the help that they need? Um, you know, kids today are being bullied at a rate that we've never seen before, and we know that when kids are bullied, they're 11 to 15 times more likely to commit suicide. So being able to identify when kids are being bullied and then get them the help that they need in those situations is extremely important. That's one of the reasons why I tell parents all the time, you've got to check the devices that your kids have. A lot of the bullying is done on social media or via text. And if you're not checking that and you're and you're not paying attention to the behavior of mm-hmm. your kids, you're not going to pick up on those types of things. So uh, suicide is one of those things that we could change the trajectory that's going on in our country, but you've got to have that situation awareness to be able to see those things and then and and then do something about it. And then the third pillar is leadership and parenting. All too often, we have people that call themselves a leader, but they're really a manager. They're managing processes. And parents today, they parent based on a stress level. When their kid does something that 
you know, that they finally get angry about, then they punish the kid. What we need to do as leaders and parents is be continually looking for those learning opportunities so that we can instill in them the habits and behaviors that we want them to have, that we want them to exhibit, and you can't do that without situation awareness. So all of this is tied together. Extremely good advice. I mean, how many people say, if I only knew, maybe I could have helped them, and they're missing some of the things that uh, you just spoke about. One of our listeners has a question. We'll see if we can get this in for you. Hi, WICH. What's your question? Oh, hi. Hi, dear. What's your question? Um, I was in the Air Force, and my husband was, too. Thank mm-hmm. you for your service. Um, he was in the Air Police, and whenever we'd go somewhere, he'd always say, we'll sit. I'm never going to sit with my back to the wind over to the door. Mm. And I thought, you know, it was just something he must have picked up on. And I thought, you know, better safe than sorry. Oh, good. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. I think there's things in that in your book. Never put your back to the door, things like that. Yeah, so when I do my process, that's that's the assess. Can I sit so my back isn't to the door? Mm-hmm. If I'm with somebody and with a family or those types of things, if there's somebody that's with me that I trust, then I don't necessarily, you know, maybe they don't. They sit so their back isn't to the door. But my family knows, um, <laughs> and we've got story after story of us out with friends where people have. One of my daughter's friends would go sit in a seat that my daughter knew I needed to sit in, and she'd tell her friend, "I'm sorry." you can't sit there my dad has to sit there and she go why and my daughter would tell her my dad has to sit so his back's not to the door he's going to be able to see the exits and if anything bad happens he's going to tell us what to do and you know that's how i instilled situation awareness in all my kids not from lecturing them but having those learning opportunities you know don't sit in my seat you know um know where the exits are be prepared to help me if something happens and, and it was through that contagious behavior that they learned and developed situation awareness that they now practice and, and now, hopefully, you know, they're going to teach to their kids. I know there's something else in your book about human trafficking. Can we touch on that for just a little bit? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm partnered with a, a human trafficking organization called Voices Against Trafficking. Um, human trafficking is the second largest criminal enterprise in the United States. It's growing, it's, it's, and it's getting even worse because of what's going on at our southern border. Mm-hmm. Uh, most organizations that are out there are are focusing on trying to catch the bad guys and they're focused on trying to rescue kids that are already being human trafficked. The true way that we're actually going to stop the human trafficking criminal enterprise is to keep our kids from being victims. 92% of all human trafficking victims are are brought in via the internet, via um, (laughs) apps on phones and via gaming systems. We've got kids out there that have no idea that this is a threat, parents that have no idea this is a threat, so that's why we talk about it everywhere Everywhere that we go. We educate them to be aware of people on these apps, to be aware of people on gaming systems, to know it truly is a threat. And see, that goes back to um, you know the comment about parents looking at what their kids are, are seeing on social media and on their, on their phones and their devices. If you check that on a fairly regular basis, you'll be able to see that somebody's reaching out to them, pretending to be somebody their age that's trying to get them to do something that they then can extort them. Um, and and the other thing that happens with situational awareness, when we pay attention to the needs of our kids and we make sure that those needs are met, then those predators can't exploit anything. So it all ties together, and, and situational awareness that we talk about is all about how do we prevent our kids from, from being human trafficking victims, because if there isn't a supply, it doesn't matter what the demand is. 
Um, so we focus on that left of bang. We focus on preventing kids uh, from being human trafficked through education. No, it's 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 a wonderful book to have. I, I'm really really very happy that I'm talking to you today. I'm just with a few more minutes left on this. So, what are the uh, titles of some of the chapters and uh, things that you cover? Yeah, so in the book, it's a working journal, and it's meant to be tied together with people who actually then enroll in our program so that they can actually go in and learn and develop the habits and the behaviors of situational awareness. And we introduce what situational awareness is. Um, we introduce um, the process or the uh, all the threats that are out there. We introduce the 10 critical personal skills that you need to learn and develop to be able to have situational awareness. But, oh, by the way, you need those to be successful in life. And then we talk about how learning and developing situation awareness is a process it's not listening to me on the radio for you know 20 minutes it's not just reading the book you have to actually go out and put the time in and practice it and turn it into habits and behaviors but once you do that then you're prepared and then you're also empowered like i said to teach your kids and to help take responsibility for the safety of your overall community so uh, yeah, it, it's it's the foundation of everything that we do, uh, but it's just the beginning of the development of an actual process. So do you have the, a program online that people watch, or how does this work? So the, what we're doing is, at the Pridus Group is we're traveling around the United States and doing situational awareness boot camps for mm-hmm. chambers of commerce, for churches, Great. for community organizations. Uh, I just met with a large city here in North Texas where we're going to have a program through the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, where we're going to educate parents. Um, The first hour and 15-minute program is free. Then we ask the families to enroll in our learning management system, which is $7.99 a month. Um, That's when they have the opportunity to learn and develop the habits and the behaviors and the mindset and the process of situation awareness. So after after a year, the program's a year long, they now have, have learned this critical skill, but more importantly, They've learned how to make sure that their kids learn this, and they've learned how to have the empathy to help take responsibility for the safety of their communities. I'm going to tell people how to get your book, but there was one other thing, and that's um, we certainly have heard situations uh, recently of active shooters and how police may have handled some correctly and some not. Um, Just briefly, what do you do when there's an active shooter, maybe in a school or something? Well, and again, it depends on what you're capable of doing. Um, People that know me know that I will 99% of the time have a firearm on me, and I'm prepared to use it Mm -hmm. to save somebody else's life. Um, But the key thing here is I'm well-trained on it, and I have thought through all the mental health types of decisions I might have to make, i.e., am I willing to potentially take somebody else's life? Um, So people need to, to know what they're capable of doing, and when they, they do that predict phase, when they think about what might happen in an active shooter, can they go hide in the bathroom? Can they, you know, find cover and concealment? Um, you know, what or should they run out, depending on what the situation is? But that's why you need situational awareness to be able to analyze all the different things that are going on in that situation so you can decide what you need to do in that situation. And um, I will tell you I'm a huge proponent of the Second Amendment, but I'm also a huge proponent is you don't just buy a gun. You have to go and not just go to the range. You actually have to get the the right training to be Mm -hmm. able to use that weapon to save your life or to save somebody else's life and know, again, what those critical decisions are. I will say, you know, we've heard from uh, some of our leaders that police should shoot to injure, shoot to hurt. 
those people have never been in a situation where their life was on the line, somebody else's life was on the line, mm -hmm. when their heart rate was at 155 beats per minute and their, their breathing was being affected. Um, you cannot make those types of decisions. Um, you have to have thought about it all ahead of time and then deal with the situation that is presented. So, um, I always say that. I've said that for a long time. That, yeah, if nobody, if, unless you've been in that situation, it's a... Uh, I can imagine, you know, people always jumping on the police these days, but I don't think they understand. Gee, Colonel, it's uh, great talking with you. Where can we get your book? Yeah, so it's on Amazon. It's at uh, Books a Million. Um, they can actually go on our website and order it directly on the website. Uh, the website is uh, group. Uh, they can also go to the contact page on our website and reach out to the Paradis Group to set up one of those situational awareness boot camps. And um, just looking forward to hearing people so we can start or we can continue to make a difference uh, regarding the safety of our communities. Well, and obviously, uh, you sound like a caring person, and uh, you know who knows how many lives may be saved with the information that you're uh, putting out there. The leadership abilities and situational awareness mindset and behaviors. So I thank you for being with us, and I hope you sell a ton of those books. Thanks, Stu. You have a blessed weekend, and be safe. All right, you too. Take care, and thanks for your service, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. The book is called Prepare for the Real World. The World is Not a Safe Place. Prepare for the Real World. The World is Not a Safe Place. I will take a short break, and we'll be back with you. Maybe you have some afterthoughts or anything else you'd like to talk about. 889-5252 is the number. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Some clearing, windy today, temperatures holding steady in the 40s. 27 for the low tonight, partly to mostly sunny tomorrow and Saturday. 41 tomorrow, 44 Saturday. It'll also be 44 on Sunday, but it'll be... More clouds on Sunday, and there could be a rain or snow shower late in the day and on Sunday night. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. The Connecticut Department of Administrative Services is hiring for health care and direct support. Visit ct.gov slash ctstatejobs at ct.gov slash ctstatejobs for more information. It's really a shameful that uh, there's so much crime in this country. I mean, I can point some fingers, but it's it's good to be uh, able to uh, sense some things. I know that whenever I was in a bar room and somebody, you know, people when they drink, they behave differently. Some get quiet and nice and love everybody. Others get start to get loud, and that's the time to say, uh-oh, you can see it coming. They go, hey, have a drink with me. You know, like, How many times have we seen that? Somebody getting belligerent, and you know there's potential problems. You've got to look out for these things. So they, they cover things like, what will I do if a fight or argument breaks out? What will I do if something happens that gives me that gut feeling? What will I do if the fire alarm goes off? If I am not alone, will I do something to ensure their safety? Things that are covered in the book. I mean, I got all this material that was sent. Uh, one of the things says, first stop and listen. You identify and look around. If there's anything going on that concerns yourself... That feeling, you don't want to be there. Someone that works there looking very nervous. People holding people in one place. People with backpacks or wearing clothes that don't match the occasion. People yelling and arguing. 
you see a weapon, people wearing masks. We still have this one in here, even though it, it is much more difficult today to determine if it's a threat or not. Some things to consider here. Can I sit so my back is not to the door? Am I alone with family and friends, business associates? Are the employees attentive? Is there a back or side exit? It's quite a good book. I recommend that people have this book and take it seriously and read it. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Great guest. Thank you. Um, you know, you do have to be on your toes today. I think it's not a safe place. And um, you got to be aware of your surroundings and whatnot. Um, but I have a balance with that because I don't want to put a phobia. No, you have to have it. a balance if you want to so, live your life. Sure. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm careful. The other thing I wanted to talk about was um, the Pope uh, coming out and saying that homosexuals are not criminal. Yeah, and they're, the church should not turn them away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm glad he came out with that because um, it's been longstanding, and I'm glad he's recognizing there is love in a different form, but the only thing I want to say to that, and I'm glad he came out with that, um, was just like heterosexuals, it has to be, or dating, whatever, Consen consensual or yeah, non-consensual? And anything sexual has to be consensual. Mm -hmm. Say that again? And any anything, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're homosexual, heterosexual, exactly. uh, you're going to have sex, exactly. it has to be so, consensual. I'm glad he's welcoming this is today, and love comes in many different forms. So uh, I applaud that because we all, for today, acceptance, you know, that's what it is. Hey, we're born one way, we're born another way, and... That's how it is. Yeah, and it could change. It doesn't mean that you're born mm -hmm. a certain way. Things change because I know people that have been one way, mm -hmm. and then they change a it, different way. That's true, and that's so basically people who are bisexual. If it's consensual mm -hmm. and non-consensual, and you're, it's all about love and unity, and that's what it's all about to me. First of all, it's nobody's business anyway. It's nobody's exactly. business. Exactly. You don't have to, like, flaunt it or, or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, it, it all depends. Some people have friends that want to have a token friend saying, oh, you, you know, well, I, don't know. I have this particular person. Or you could, a friend is a friend. You know, it begins with trust and just. I don't know. It gets... Um, if you want to have a friend, you don't have to think if they're this or that. They're a friend. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Trust in, in whatnot. And, um, you know, so okay. I'm open to all this. You know, it's about time that the Pope recognizes there are different kind of other loves. Well, obviously he does, and uh, we're all God, he no, says we're all God's children. Yeah, but it took him because 
uh, you know, it it's regarding religions and whatnot and how things were brought up a certain way, leave it to Beaver. Well, Adam it's up to them, Steve. you know, it's up to well, them. But, I, you know, I didn't, didn't agree before, but listen, um, religious uh, traditions are, are different, and as long as they're not directly hurting somebody, but uh, I like the way the road that the Pope is taking now. I got to go. Thank you. If you're not familiar with the Pope Francis uh, criticized laws that criminalize homosexuality as unjust, saying God loves all of his children just as they are, and called on Catholic bishops to uh, support the laws to welcome LGBTQ people into the church. I wasn't aware they didn't welcome them in the church, to be honest with you. I mean, I've heard some kind of far-out situations, but I didn't know it was that... uh, prevalent. All right. uh, Your comments are welcome. You can agree or disagree, and uh, I hope people get that book. I like that guy. I thought that guy was very sincere, and he's a combat veteran. The Pope is reminding the church that the way people treat one another in the social world is of much greater moral importance than what people may possibly do in the privacy of their bedrooms or whatever. Why don't we worry about what people are doing in their privacy anyway? You know, do you have that much time on your hands to sit down and worry about that? I could never figure it out. Welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, Stu, I like the conversation, uh, Combat Colonel. That's awesome. And like, I think it was Marie's just on. Hey, listen, oh, the Pope, the, the Catholic Church, I was raised Catholic. Why? Why even if you change your sexual uh, LGBTQ decide and whatever? Why do people have to form and and broadcast it? If I was if I decided to turn queer tomorrow, I'm not going to go tell the world. And why should I need a, uh, a special pass to go into my Catholic church in the first place? If they don't know what my what I do behind closed doors, uh, which I wouldn't say anyhow. No one needs, it's, it's nobody's business, like you said, right? Well, I, I kind of agree that uh, I don't like any of that in-your-face stuff. Well, I'm this or that. I mean... I can't stand it, Stu. I mean, that's, you know, and, and probably one of the reasons is because there was so much horrific prejudice years ago that maybe it's gone the other way where people say, well, I'm this or I'm that. So yeah. what? You know, I, why do you have to announce it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I agree with you, and, and, I, and I feel the same damn way. But, hey, you know another thing? Many, many years, I, I despise when people try to push their religion on me. Hey, look, man, you, I, don't, I, I walk away from people like that. They try to push, 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 and they want you to believe what they want you to believe. I got my own mind. I believe what I got to believe, you know, Stu? Yeah, I don't like the push either. I can't stand with people. I've had friends because I didn't play along with their little games. They copped an attitude. And, you know, I had a friend I used to work with. He he was domineering so bad, it was pathetic. We'd go on trips and we'd go out to dinner, like four four couples. He he had a big van. He insisted that we all got in his van to drive to, like, like, uh, the... What was that place? The, the Rose Garden or something like that. And we all go. And then one day he had the nerve. He goes, Oh, Joe, you got to try the soup. 
or you get the soup or the salad. Get the salad. Well, hey, man, I can make my own decisions. I, I got so turned off. So well, I can't the, stand well, people. Joe, Joe, it's, I really can't. It's the way somebody says it. I mean, that's not a bad thing. He says, boy, my soup is really good. You should try this. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there was nothing wrong with it because you have to try. And he got, no, but he got he got, he got a little bit PO'd about it because I, I said, no, I'm, I don't want the soup. I'm going to have the salad. And it bothered him because I didn't fall. I didn't play in what he wanted me to do. It's like a control deal. I don't like stuff like that, Stu. It bothers me intense. Okay. Well, thanks I for expressing yourself. Test. Yeah, but no, that guy, that colonel, God bless him. And it sounds like a good program. And for seven ninety nine a month, geez, you know, cable. People said seven ninety nine a month. You go to Dunkin' Donuts every day and get a coffee. If they were really concerned. Mm-hmm. Hey, for for eight dollars times eighty, that's ninety. It's a hundred dollars for the whole year course. That's well, I saw some deal. excerpts in the book, and the, you can get a lot out of the book. Believe me. All right, my brother, man. Thank Have you. A good day, bro. You know, it's so aggravating to me. People who are trying to refrain from drinking. God bless them. They're trying. And there's some place, and people say, "Oh, have a drink with me. Have a drink. Come on, one drink. Have a drink." And then if you don't, they get belligerent. You've probably all seen that. You know, I, I mean, I don't drink anymore. And I don't ridicule anybody that has a drink. These people can't. Oh, you got to have. What do you mean you won't have a drink with me? Like you're offending somebody, right? You've seen it. That's something that used to bug me. But we just take things in stride now. Do you need money for college? Are you interested in a career in broadcasting? If you're a Connecticut resident studying journalism, communications, sales, marketing, production, or broadcast engineering, you're eligible for a scholarship from the Connecticut Broadcasters Association. The deadline is March 15th. Go to ctba.org. All righty. 889-5252. We should have uh, more things to do than to worry about what's going on in somebody's bedroom or don't you think? Anywho, that's my opinion. You don't have to agree with me on this program. That's okay. And we can still be buddies, all right? You know, just like politics. Can't push your pol- political viewpoints on somebody unless they want to have a quiet discussion. Then you can talk about it and have a friendship debate. WICH, Welcome. Hi, Stu. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. You too. I really enjoyed that man. He had brought out a lot of good points. Yeah, he's a colonel. And, and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good points. Um, although he's in Texas, he can carry a gun. But i got to tell you, to point a gun at somebody that's even going to hurt you is the most traumatic oh, thing no, you can nobody, go through. Nobody ever wishes to do that in their life. No. No decent person ever wants to do that. But sometimes, so, to protect people you love. Oh, you, you have that right to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I've been on my own since 12 years old. Um, and you learn to get street smart. Yeah, 12 years when, old, I guess you have to, or if you want to you want to survive. Hmm? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I my husband was a foster child. And the both of us kind of are very careful and choose very carefully our friends. And um, we we really don't want to badmouth anybody. Uh, but we we people have to learn our tr- to earn our trust. People have to earn our trust. And um, 
So we're, we're, we raised our children that way pretty much. And a couple of them are, you know, in the, were in the military. And um, so they, you know, but just being who I am, I've been shooting the gun since I've been seven years old. Mm -hmm. wow. I don't particularly like guns. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think if you're going to go hunting, you know, okay, fine. When I first bought this house, the person that owned it, this was a foreclosure, they went to jail for different charges. And I had a numerous amount of guests that would come and try to get in the house. So somebody was in my kitchen and I was down the hall and I just, all I had to do was bring out my shotgun and I clicked it. And I said, get out of the house now. And I'll tell you, they got out of the house because they heard the gun, you know, me clicking it. But for me to shoot somebody would be hell on earth. I, I, I wouldn't. No, if you do can that. avoid that, and if you know that you're uh, you're not in uh, present danger, uh, but if you are, that's a different story. Uh, certainly, uh, you're better to get out of the house if you think somebody's in there. You don't want any confrontations. Well, no. Na naturally, I came <clears throat> home from the store years ago, and I had my Roddy. I've always had oh, those. okay, that helps, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, what happened was uh, he ran down the stairs and out the back door and chased the guy. Oh, okay. And I had a fence, and he grabbed the guy in the rear end as he was going over the fence. Mm. And uh, that, you know, but I, I'll tell you, when you dry, buy a foreclosure, you better really check out if the, how or what is going on with this situation. So what happened after the uh, Roddy bit him in the butt? Uh, did you get a policeman there, or what happened? Well, yeah, the police came, but there was no, um, you know, they didn't know who it was, and I got, like, almost three acres where I live. Okay, so we got away. Back uh -huh. there. Mm -hmm. But now, of course, I have cameras now, which are good, and I, I gotta tell you, I've been here a long time. I wasn't gonna stay this long, but I've become to like Preston, and hmm. I enjoy the people here. It's a, a nice lot of town, sure. Yeah. I do believe that the casinos have brought in a lot of problems, and that's just my own personal mm -hmm. uh, feelings. But I mean, it's brought work in for people, so that I'm very happy about for the people that have work. Um, I'm not happy about what's going on at the Norwich State Hospital. I really don't know. Nothing is going on right now. Nothing, huh? Mm -hmm. I wondered, though, I always would like to have a mental facility uh, put in. I think we need that. I, I really do. Um, There's no doubt I, about I it. We need several. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And one of the prisons up in Enfield is closing, and they're distributing the inmates around but too many of our prisons are closing, too. And we're always going to need a prison because there's always somebody that's going to have to pay for the crimes that they have committed. I, I don't really think that people should walk off without paying a price. I'll tell um, you, statistically, which many people may not be aware of, uh, those that get light sentences, the next time they get in, they've done a serious crime because oh, they think they can get away with it. And that's the well, I'm not happy about the doctor and his wife and two girls. And they burnt the house and raped the children, the girls and the wife. Now, these guys, I, I, well, 
well, that's, my personal opinion again is there should have been a death penalty. They knew they oh, were Oh, absolutely, there should have been a death penalty in that case. I but think you and I, way we can a lot of people don't agree with it, so that's yeah, not prerogative. I, I believe that the, the death penalty may stop people a little bit uh, to I'm stop not sure. and think about it, but mm-hmm. I'm just one person. Well, and, I want um, you to have a wonderful day. You too. Give yourself a and, treat. Um, have a good weekend, Stu. I, I really miss you on Fridays, and well, so I look forward to um, Keith on tomorrow, I guess. so. Yeah, call we'll Keith talk and talk about anything you want with him, okay? Oh, yeah, he's great. Okay, okay. Stu. Thank you. All right. Put a little sunshine in your life. Pretty good weather day. It's cooling off a bit. I have time for another call or two, if you like, 889-5252. It's been a busy, interesting week, and we're working on so many other things, too, mixing in uh, guests with an open forum. So if you want to get in the last word or the last two words, you're welcome to do so. The number is 860-889-5252. All right? 860-889-5252. I can say that number in my sleep. Welcome, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, hi, Stu. Yes. You know what I found out? Okay. CNN is owned by Ted Turner, uh, Jane Fonda's husband. Priest, she's not. uh, First of all, they're not together anymore, but she was married to him. Oh, they're not? Well, I didn't know that. Divorced a very long time ago. Oh, well, my husband said that's a socialist network, you know. And so he said, that one is owned by him. But he said, I said, okay, who owns MSNBC? He said, that was founded by Bill Gates, Microsoft. Think about that. And, uh, you know, and Bill Gates, you know. Well, it's part of NBC, so. Well, but you think of what is being told, and he is one of them at Davos and everything. And here's something funny. I heard Joe Manchin talking this morning mm-hmm. on the news, and he was saying something about, oh, I don't know, he was actually pulling back on some money that Biden wanted to spend. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, okay. a, well, I really do think he's running for president. Well, he's an independent. They'd be lucky to get him to run for president because uh, I think he'd appeal to both sides, personally. Oh, Oh, I was going to say, did he change, too, or you're just saying how he thinks? No, he didn't change yet, but I, he's, he's possibly he might. But well, he's, who knows? He's a middle-of-the-road guy. In there. Well, everybody <clears throat> out there, be safe. And, you know, I, you know what the wind coming in, you know what I used to always call that a blow-drying effect? Oh, really? Yeah, I always said that. We, we would say, well, all it is is blow-drying everything. Don't worry about it. And yeah, any little, little, little <clears throat> tiny mud puddle I had is now gone. So it dried, it blew that away, right away. So, but I just, you know, wanted to say that. And I'm like, Bill Gates, you know, you know everybody is saying, and even Wonder Man's mother knew, because there it is on the internet, him actually saying that we need to depopulate the earth. And he, to me, is very creepy. All right, my friend. I wish you had his dough. 
Thank oh, you. I wish I did too. But you know, I would conserve land. He's buying up farmland. Mm-hmm. I don't know what for, but I would buy up farmland to save it for open spaces because I really do care about the wildlife. I, I, I believe you them. do. I see a little bunny out mm-hmm. here and I think, where's all the other little bunnies? You know, and my birds, I try to feed them so they repopulate themselves. All right. Keep up the good attitude. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Susie, Blood Drive in Lisbon Senior Center is going to be coming up February 1st, which will be on a Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Community Room, 11 Newent Road in Lisbon. There's a shortage of blood, and you can do something really special. Sponsored by the Lisbon Centennial Lions Club. If you would like to uh, reserve a spot, you call 1-800-733-2767 to schedule an appointment. The gift of life. Hmm? That's a real special thing, huh? What happened on this day in history? Let's see. J.D. Salinger, the author of The Catcher in the Rye, died at the age of 91. Remember that was a book they used to... uh, now you read this. You're in school. You got to read the Catcher in the Rye. I didn't mind that book. <laughs> it's a little surprising, but I didn't mind it. Also, in this day in history, the uh, Taylor Swift, a stalker, drove his car into her New York City apartment building. It's amazing how people stalk the big celebrities like that. The man drove the wrong way down Taylor Street, then reversed and struck her building and a fire hydrant. The stalker exited his car and smashed the building's intercom system. Police took the man to a nearby hospital for psychiatric evalu- evaluation. He was drunk and is going, was going to be charged with criminal mischief. And D- DUI, I don't know exactly what happened to him, but he was definitely out of control. Good grief. I certainly hope that you have a uh, wonderful weekend. Be safe and uh, please be kind to each other because I still believe in my heart most people are good, decent, caring people and are not prejudiced and would not cheat or hurt anyone. WICH, welcome. Um, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my brother Ricardo. Okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, Ricardo. Happy birthday, buddy. Birthdays are special, huh? It was a special day. How come we don't have a party as soon as we're born? You know, we're just about a year old when we... Well, I'll get into that another time, right? It's <laughs> all you need is for me to get into that before the end of the program. Anyway, happy birthday to Ricardo. And uh, we're going to get you to news, and thank you for all the guests this week. We've had a lot of guests, and I'm planning on a lot next week as well, including a gentleman who says, uh, you don't have to meet people online. He's got a gathering on Valentine's Day where people can go and meet people with a dinner, and uh, maybe, who knows, you may meet a future spouse. (laughs) Well, that'll be coming up next week on the program, among other things. In the meantime, you have a good weekend, everybody, and uh, 
I think I've covered uh, probably there's a ton of things I wanted to get to today, but it's been very busy, so uh, we'll do it another time. Personality Radio, WICH AM 1310 in Norwich. And we're on FM2, W233DB.